Hare Krishna, welcome to the 17th episode of Sri Ishopanishad series and today's topic is Mantra 16 of Sri Ishopanishad. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Mitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namom Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Shreemate Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatyadeshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर ज्वाइनिंग एंड टुडेज टॉपिक इज द मंत्र 16 ऑफ श्री ईशोपनिषद विल रीड द वर्ड टू वर्ड हियर एंड देन विल रीड लाइन टू लाइन एज यूजुअल पूषण प्लीज रिपीट आफ्टर मी पूषण एक ऋषे यम सूर्य प्राजापत्य व्यूह रश्मीन समूह तेज यत ते रूपम कल्याणतमम तत ते पश्यामि यह असौ असौ पुरुषः सह अहम अस्मि सो दिस श्लोकम द ट्यून इस यू नो लाइक पूषण एकर्षे यमा सूर्य प्राजापत्य थर्टीन ऑन द फर्स्ट लाइन व्यूहा रश्मिन सामु Seven on the second line, Tejo Yate Rupam Kalyana Tamam. Eleven on the third line, Te Pashyami Yosavasau Purusha Soham Asmi. Eleven on the fourth line. So, um, let's see how we can chant this. Okay, we will just wing it. <laughs> पूषण्ये कर्षे यमसूर्य प्राजापत्या 
ವ್ಯೂಹರಶ್ಮೀನ್ಸಮೂಹ ತೇಜೋಯತ್ತೇಪಂ ಕಲ್ಯಾಣತಮ ತೇ ಪಶ್ಯಾಮಿ ಯೋ ಸಾವಸೌ ಪುರುಷಃ ಸೋಹಮಸ್ಮಿ ಪೂಷಣ್ಯೇಕರ್ಷೆ ಯಮಸೂರ್ಯ ಪ್ರಾಜಾಪತ್ಯ ವ್ಯೂಹರಶ್ಮೀನ್ ಸಮೂಹ ತೇಜೋಯತ್ತೇಪಂ ಕಲ್ಯಾಣತಮಂ ತೇ ಪಶ್ಯಾಮಿ ಯೋ ಸಾವಸೌ ಪುರುಷಃ ಸೋಹಮಸ್ಮಿ ಪೂಷಣ್ಯೇಕರ್ಷೇಯಮಸೂರ್ಯ ಪ್ರಾಜಾಪತ್ಯ ವ್ಯೂಹರಶ್ಮೀನ್ ಸಮೂಹ ತೇಜೋಯತ್ತೇಪಂ ಕಲ್ಯಾಣತಮಂ ತೇ ಪಶ್ಯಾಮಿ ಯೋ ಸಾವಸೌ ಪುರುಷಃ ಸೋಹಮಸ್ಮಿ ಪೂಷನ್ ಓ ಮೇಂಟೇನರ್ ಏಕ ಋಷೆ ದ ಪ್ರೈಮಿವಲ್ ಫಿಲಾಸಫರ್ ಯಮ ದ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲೇಟಿವ್ ಪ್ರಿ ದ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ರಿನ್ಸಿಪಲ್ ಸೂರ್ಯ ದ ಡೆಸ್ಟಿನೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸೂರೀಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಪ್ರಾಜಾಪತ್ಯ ದ ವೆಲ್ ವಿಶರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ರಜಾಪತೀಸ್ progenitors of mankind vyuha kindly remove rashmin the rays samuha kindly withdraw tejah effulgence yat so that te your roopam form kalyanatamam most auspicious tat that te your pashyami i may see yah one who is asau like the sun asau that purushah personality of godhead sah myself aham i asmi am translation and purport by divine grace ac bhaktivedant swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation o my lord o primeval philosopher maintainer of the universe o regulating principle destination of the pure devotees well wisher of the progenitors of mankind please remove the fulgence of your transcendental rays so that i can see your form of bliss you are the eternal supreme personality of godhead like unto the sun as am i so uh, you can uh, try to figure out how this is mapped to the sanskrit so kindly see closely so i will leave that to you because we have some ground to cover today and i do not know when this this whole live stream will become all <laughs> disturbing and all that <laughs> because of the my computer so <coughs> as as far i mean thus far i think it's working all right i think i know why because the whole day i did not use it at all that means if i don't use it at all i can use it for like couple of hours for this live stream and then close it and then tomorrow for couple of hours in the live stream i think that's how it will work until we get a replacement 
let's see how that goes all right <clears throat> oh my lord oh primeval philosopher maintainer of the universe oh regulating principle destination of the pure devotees well-wisher of the progenitors of mankind please remove the effulgence of your transcendental rays so that i can see your form of bliss you are the eternal supreme personality of godhead like unto the sun as am i this verse is very much uh, i mean is very much liked by the impersonalists because in the end soham asmi you see yosavasau purushaha soham asmi so this is what they chant actually soham soham means that i am so that means they think that i am means i am that supreme truth you know tatvamasi so this is how they they think impersonalists and they like this verse for that reason but in the previous reason i mean in the sorry in the previous shloka it's already um established that there was the prayer by the devotee there's a prayer and in the next verse as well it's a prayer by the devotee for the lord to remember all that he has done uh, in devotional service so that he may um, liberate him at the time of death and in the previous verse also was a prayer by the devotee to kindly remove the transcendental effulgence which means that if he has to pray for the lord to remove his the curtain of effulgence so that i can see the lord's face that means he is not in control of it if he is the supreme lord who is praying then he d- he doesn't need to pray like just like we don't need to pray to our hands to lift something we can just lift it just like that it's within our control but only when it is not within our control then we have to flatter someone to do it for us or we have to worship someone like that so the exact explanation vaishnava explanation is given by shri prabhupada very nicely here so we will go th- to that now just remember this part you are the eternal supreme personality of godhead like unto the sun as am i yes vanajakshi mata ji is saying this verse is almost like the 15th verse yes and in fact just reinforcing yesterday's verse and with um, more attributes and characteristics of the supreme lord mentioned here in the other verse um pushan is used and here also pushan is used that means maintainer sustainer and also the prayer to remove the effulgence then the well wisher of the progenitors nobody can be a well wisher if he is not a person right a robot cannot be a well wisher um similarly so that means this uh, the supreme lord is a person again so we'll go to the purport the sun and its rays are one and the same qualitatively this is prabhupada is explaining try to understand just here you are the eternal supreme personality of godhead like unto the sun as am i okay the sun and its rays are one and the same qualitatively that is understand that is to be understood very clearly qualitatively the sun and the sun rays are same the sun has heat the rays also have heat <clears throat> so qualitatively and the sun has light the rays also have light but the heat in the rays is far lesser than on the sun planet itself um, so that's that's a difference quantitative difference qualitative similarity 
Similarly, the Lord and the living entities are one and the same in quality. The sun is one, but the molecules of the sun's rays are innumerable. The sun's rays constitute part of the sun, and the sun and its rays conjointly constitute the complete sun. Within the sun itself resides the sun god, and similarly within the supreme spiritual planet, Goloka Vrindavan, from which the Brahma Jyoti, Fulgens, is emanating, the Lord enjoys his eternal pastimes as verified in the Brahma Samhita. Chapter 5, text 29. Chintamani prakarasadma sukalpa vriksha lakshavriteshu surabhi rabhipala yantam lakshmi sahasrashatasam brahmasevyamanam govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. <clears throat> Alright, we are already facing some lag issues. Translation, I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, the first progenitor, who is tending the cows, fulfilling all desires and abodes filled with spiritual gems and surrounded by millions of wish-fulfilling trees. He is always served with great reverence and affection by hundreds of thousands of Lakshmis or goddesses of fortune. <clears throat> so, in the spiritual world, the whole world is made of Chintamani uh, gems, which is like the touchstone. Uh, you touch that stone to anything, it will you know, give whatever you want. And then there are wish-fulfilling wish trees. All the trees in the spiritual world are not limited like um, the trees in this material world. In this material world, a mango tree gives only a mango, apple tree gives only an apple. But in the spiritual world, the Kalpa Vrikshas, they give anything you want. And uh, he is served by the hundreds of thousands of Lakshmis with great reverence and affection. <clears throat> this is the, the planet of the spiritual, I mean in the planet of the Supreme Lord, where he actually is residing and how he leads his life there. The Brahma Jyoti is described in the Brahma Samhita as the rays emanating from that spirit, supreme spiritual planet, Goloka Vrindavan, just as the sun's rays emanate from the sun globe. Until one surpasses the glare of the Brahma Jyoti, one cannot receive information of the land of the Lord. The impersonalist philosophers, blinded as they are by the dazzling Brahma Jyoti, can realize neither the factual abode of the Lord nor his transcendental form. So, both of the things they do not know. The abode of the Lord, they are not aware of, and the form of the Lord, both. So, when that, that bright light of Brahma Jyoti is covering the dazzling effulgence, is covering the true form of the Lord, it's not just the form of the Lord, it's even the planets of the Lord. And um, this is just like a, an insect, an insect which, which can see, I mean, which can understand sunlight, and it is too bright for the insect and it can't see the sun. So, sunlight itself is very bright and it doesn't know where the source of the sun is. So, so he doesn't know where the planet is, where the, you know, the sun god is. Now, we at least know where the planet is, but again, the lord, the sun god inside, the president of the sun planet, that we can't see. Um, until one surpasses the glare of the Brahma Jyoti, one cannot receive information of the land of the lord. Um, 
Okay, we have read that. Limited by the poor by their poor fund of knowledge, such impersonalist thinkers cannot understand the all blissful transcendental form of Lord Krishna. In this prayer, therefore, Sri Shupanishad petitions the Lord to remove the effulgent rays of the Brahma Jyoti, so that the pure devotee can see his all blissful transcendental form. By realizing the impersonal Brahma Jyoti, one experiences the auspicious aspect of the Supreme. And by realizing the Paramatma or all-pervading feature of the Supreme, one experiences an even more auspicious enlightenment. But by meeting the personality of Godhead Himself face to face, the devotee experiences the most auspicious feature of the Supreme. Why this is explained like this? Because, Tejo Yatte Rupam Kalyana Tamam Now, Kalyana, Rupam means form. Kalyana means auspiciousness or auspicious. Tamam means superlative degree. Kalyana is auspicious. Kalyana taram. Taram means more auspicious. Then Kalyana tamam means most auspicious. I think, um, you know this? This is the, this is positive, comparative and superlative in Sanskrit. Um, there is an ex- uh, example of this in the 18th chapter. I will just show you that. Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18. I think verse 63. Okay. Now here you see. Itite jnanam akhyatam guhyat guhyataramaya guhya. Guhya means what? Guhya means secret, confidential. Guhyat means from um, Guhya, I mean more than uh, confidential. Uh, see, than confidential, Guhyat, confidential, than confidential. Guhya taram, taram, you see the taram, that is used when it is comparative. That means Guhya taram means still more confidential. That means guhyat guhyataram, um, confidential than the on it. This knowledge, you see. Thus, I have explained to you knowledge still more confidential. That means um, I have already told you what is confidential knowledge, but more than that confidential knowledge which I have already told you, I am now telling a knowledge which is even more confidential. Okay. Now, next verse, you see, sarva guhyatamam. The most confidential of all. So, Guhya or Guhyam, Guhyataram, Guhyatamam. So, this is positive, comparative, superlative. So, same thing. So, Taram means more, but Tamam, Tamam means most. So, Kalyana Tamam means the most auspicious form. And this is the real meaning of Nirakar. Nih, Nishreyasaya. Okay. Nishreyasaya. Okay, just um, okay. Let's see one three forty. You see, Nishreyasaya for the ultimate good. So this Nih Tamam is usually a um, suffix after the word. But nih comes before, it's a prefix of the word. And it also means, it actually has two meanings. 
it means negation or it means um, superlative degree. So, nirakar means uh, nirmama for example, nirmama. Uh, that is actually nih plus mama. It becomes nirmama. This is sandhi. So, that prefix nih is negation there. Nirmama means no uh, sense of proprietorship. But nih shreyasaya, as in here, nih shreyasaya, for the ultimate good. Hmm? Whereas we see nirmama. You see nirmamo bhutva, without ownership. Mama means mine. To think that I own this, my, it's my propra, uh, property or I am the proprietor. So that sense of mama, aham mameti. So that is um, the sense of proprietorship, ownership. But nirmama means without that. So nir has these two meanings. But of course, Sankaracharya, while um, you know, preaching his Mayavad philosophy, he translated nirakar means without akar, which is also true because he doesn't have an akar that we have we are used to. Okay, there is some lag now. Mm, yes, so sukhataram. So Varajukishwar Prabhu has given in the comments. <clears throat> so he says he quoted a verse from Mukundamala Stotra, which is like this. I do not know if you can see that. So, this is Sukhataram, the third line, first word, you see Sukhataram. So, that is the ninth verse of Mukundamala Sotra. Sukhataram means more happy or happier. There is nothing more happy than uh, remembering Krishna. So, that is the meaning of that verse. So, knowledge of me without desires for profit. So, these two meanings are there. So, Nirakar means he has no Akar of which we have experience of, which is this material form. Akar means form, basically. So, Akar means form and material forms that we are used to. So, Nirakar means it doesn't have a form like that. And the other word is, Nirakar means the, the most, the best of forms and the most auspicious form as in today's verse. Rupam Kalyanatamam. It is not only most perfect form, but also the most auspicious. And... And also, in Prabhupada explained in the, in the purport here, it is also called the most auspicious because of the three stages of realization, Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanita Shabdyate, this is um, Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.11. Vadanti tattvavidas tattvam yajnanam advayam Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanita Shabdyate. Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. So, this is three stages of realization. So, the Brahman is auspicious. Of course, if we fall down from there, it is not going to be auspicious. And that's what the Ishopanishad Mantra 12 says. And Paramatma realization is even more auspicious. But then the most auspicious um, realization is the Bhagavan. Because... There, there is no inauspiciousness anymore. Whereas, even in the chance of, I mean, even in the realization of Brahman and Paramatma, there is chance of inauspiciousness because we can fall down. So, it is not completely, it is Kalyana, Kalyanataram, but 
there is chance of falling down kalyana tamam the most so that's why bhagwan realization is the highest since he is addressed as the primeval philosopher and maintainer and well-wisher of the universe the supreme truth cannot be impersonal see these are one cannot be a philosopher unless one unless one is a person right we can't be a robot and be a philosopher no we cannot be a robot and a maintainer well maybe possible but if it is only controlled by again uh, engineers behind so the robot is not independent then finally the well wisher well wish to have well wishing attitude that is a personal thing it cannot be impersonal so all these points um point to the attributes of a person so again it's not impersonal this is the verdict of shri shopanishad the word pushan maintainer is especially significant for although the lord maintains all beings he specifically maintains his devotees after surpassing the impersonal brahma jyoti and seeing the personal aspect of the lord and his most auspicious eternal form the devotee realizes the absolute truth in full in his bhagavat sandarbha shrila jeeva goswami states quote the complete conception of the absolute truth is realized in the personality of godhead because he is the almighty and possesses full transcendental potencies the full potency of the absolute truth is not realized in the brahma jyoti therefore brahman realization is only partial realization of the personality of godhead o learned sages the first syllable of the word bhagavan which is bha so bhagavan has how many syllables bhagavan three syllables so the first syllable of the word bhagavan bha has two meanings the first is one who fully maintains and the second is guardian the second syllable ga means guide leader or creator the syllable van indicates that every living being lives in him and that he also lives in every living being in other words the transcendental sound bhagavan represents infinite knowledge potency energy opulence strength and influence all without a tinge of material inebriety without any material distortion uh, all this he has in complete so shrili jeeva goswami um sorry unquote so that is that is the end of his quotation so shrili jeeva goswami is uh, giving more information about what actually bhagavan means and bhag uh, and he actually divided all the three syllables and all the three syllables he has given meanings and bhagavan together means infinite representing infinite knowledge potency energy opulence strength and influence so these all are personal attributes again the lord fully maintains his unalloyed devotees and he guides them progressively on the path toward devotional perfection you see maintainer and guide right now he is actually proper is explaining how all these features of bhagavan that shri jeeva goswami has enumerated how they are actually um, you know applied by the supreme lord in maintaining his devotees the lord fully maintains so pushan means maintainer right so he, he maintains his unalloyed devotees now you may say even a non devotee is maintained right everybody is maintained by the lord yes but for the devotee he personally maintains there is personal attention for the devotees whereas for the non devotees he is maintained through his agency of maya 
but for the devotees he is personally looking after them so that's why that is more um, more important <clears throat> the lord fully maintains his unalloyed devotees and he guides them progressively on the path toward devotional perfection as the leader of his devotees he ultimately awards the desired results of devotional service by giving himself to them so he gives he becomes purchased by such devotion there is a there is a nice verse shrimad bhagavatam canto 9 chapter 4 text 66 मयि निबद्ध हृदया साधव समदर्शना वशे कुक्तिया सत्स्त्रिय सत्पति यथा एज चेस्ट वुमेन ब्रिंग देयर जेंटल हस्बेंड्स अंडर कंट्रोल बाय सर्विस द प्योर डिवोटीज हु आर इक्वल टू एवरीवन एंड कंप्लीटली अटैच टू मी इन द कोर ऑफ द हार्ट ब्रिंग मी अंडर देयर फुल कंट्रोल सो दिस इज हाउ अ डिवोटी कंट्रोल्स द लॉर्ड and the lord gives himself to such a devotee hmm. not only he takes care of them he becomes a a purchased commodity by the devotee so much so that such devotee can give can distribute him to others bhaktivinu thakur also said krishna shetomar krishna dite paro he is praying to the vaishnav vaishnav thakur that uh, you own krishna um what is that tumara hrida sada govind vishram so in the heart of the devotee the lord is you know very nicely he is um, resting in the heart of the devotee very comfortably resting in the heart of the devotee so that's how um the and hanuman showed it he opened his heart and he showed everyone so that's the power of the devotee that he can not only um show i mean he not only has krishna but he can show krishna and he can you know um make it make krishna available for everyone that is the power of a pure devotee when you own something you can use it as you want but when you are a tenant you can't really do it like in our body we think we are the owner of the body but we are kicked out at a certain point of time so that means we are actually not the owner because if we were really the owner then we would have been in complete control that is the meaning of ownership you have complete rights over it over your property but when we do not have that means we are not the owner so when krishna when it is said that the devotee becomes the owner of krishna that means he can do whatever he wants with krishna you see that is the meaning of when he owns he ultimately awards the desired results of devotional service by giving himself to them the devotees of the lord see the lord eye to eye by his causeless mercy thus the lord helps his devotees reach the supermost spiritual planet goloka vrindavan being the creator he can bestow all necessary qualifications upon his devotees so that they can ultimately reach him this is explained in the bhagavad gita chapter 10 text 10 तेषं सततयुक्ता भजता प्रीतिपूर्वक ददा बुद्धिग तम येनमुपयांति सो हि गिव्स द इंटेलिजेंस बै विच दे कैन कम बैक् टू हिम 
the Lord is the cause of all causes. In other words, since there is nothing that caused him, he is the original cause. Consequently, he enjoys his own self by manifesting his own internal potency. The external potency is not exactly manifested by him, for he expands himself as the Purushas. Who are they? Karanodakshaya Vishnu, Garbhodakshaya Vishnu and Kshirodakshaya Vishnu. Purushavataras, they are the Purushas, the three Purushas, who actually deal with the material world. He, Krishna personally, he doesn't deal with the material world even. His expansions, uh, the Vishnu forms, they deal with the material world and even them, they don't deal directly. The one who is actually in touch with the material world is Lord Shiva. And the glance of the Lord agitates the Durga or the material energy and Lord Shiva is uh, understood to be that power of that glance which impregnates um, the material nature with all kinds of living entities. And that is the meaning of Shivalinga. Shivalinga is actually the genitals of Lord Shiva and Parvati, which is the generating principle of all living beings in this material world. And actually there is the real contact um, with the material nature. And to be in direct contact with material nature, Krishna has expanded himself as Vishnu and then Vishnu expanded himself as Lord Shiva and Lord Shiva deals with the material world. And because he has that touch with the material world, uh, he is considered to be like the yogurt which um, is produced by adding some um, touch of sour substance to the milk. So that sour substance is the material world. The material world is a sour place. It's not a very sweet place. <laughs> so that sour, that sour substance, um, it, you know, uh, because of that, Lord Shiva is compared to the yogurt. Kshiram yatha dadhivikara vishesha yogat sanjayate nahitata prithagasti heto yasham bhutama pitatha samupaiti karyat govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. So, dadhi, dadhi means yogurt and kshiram means milk. Kshiram is compared to Lord Krishna and dadhi is compared to Lord Shiva. So, that dadhi or yogurt is produced by adding of a sour substance or a culture like the yogurt culture or some bacteria and that produces yogurt. So, that's why Lord Shiva is not of the same potency as Krishna but he is very very close to that but it's not equal. So, the external potency is not exactly manifested by him for he expands, expands himself as the Purushas and it is in these forms that he maintains the features of the material manifestation. And another um, place where this is explained and this is in the Bhagavad Gita 7.4, he explains this material world, material energy and all its ingredients, the eightfold ingredients. As Bhinna Prakriti Rashtadha, you see, Bhumi Rapo Nalovayo Khammano Buddhirevacha Ahankara Mitiyamme Bhinna Prakriti Rashtadha. Bhinna means separated, separated energy. All these eight constitute my separated material energies. So that means he doesn't directly deal with them. Just like a prison house. He doesn't directly, the prime minister or king doesn't directly deal with what the prisoners inside. The prison warden, he, he takes care of them, right? The prison authorities. Similarly, the prison authority of this material world is Durga Devi. And Durga means something which you cannot conquer. Ga means to go and Dur means very difficult. 
so very difficult to go out insurmountable that is durga so that's like just like a prison house you can't really run away from that uh, so that is his prison house and she will take care of the the, the people here and she takes care of their necessities just like the prison authorities they give food to the prisoners they give their maintenance whatever but still they are punished but for the devotees those who have become um, krishna's devotees in this prison house of material world krishna personally takes charge of such people so he is not even under the control of durga devi anymore he directly takes charge of the devotee that's why he is called bhakta vatsala and this is not partiality this is just i mean if a government gives a medal of honor or a, you know some award to somebody and it is not that the government is partial to that person no it is just that that person has rendered very good service to the country in the in whatever field he is in and because of that he is recognized for such service similarly and and also that medal that honor is open to everyone whoever can do some nice service for the country he will be rewarded that way so it is not that government is partial to that person oh he has some the government has some special interest in him no but because of his um very willing i mean uh, such dedicated service uh, he gets it, the recognition likewise when we serve krishna that's when krishna will personally take attention and recognize our service because krishna karshini devotional service is krishna karshini it attracts krishna so therefore that is the best way to get the attention of krishna by doing devotional service not by demanding an, an appointment with him no we cannot demand like that we have to just humbly and nicely serve like there is a story of prabhupad where he came uh, he arrived i think this was where san francisco i think and he arrived in the airport and all the devotees you know were, you know received him and they were chanting you know like um, jumping high and low and um, singing jai prabhupad hari krishna and they received him at the airport and then they brought him to the temple and everyone was around, around prabhupad but then um, jayananda jayananda prabhu he was not anywhere near that scene at all and he was just um, cleaning the temple so when they came to the temple jayananda prabhu was still not anywhere you know um so prabhupad asked the devotees where is jayananda prabhu um <laughs> so many people were around him but he asked where is jayananda prabhu then they said oh he is actually cleaning the temple the whole rooms and everything and all the you know temple the is cleaning oh that's very nice so you see how prabhupad attention although there so many so many devotees around him his attention went to him because he was serving and he was you know diligently engaging in his service of course receiving him spiritual master is also important it's not that nobody should you know receive the spiritual master that is there but he was serving the spiritual master and that is same as receiving him actually so similarly when we serve krishna when we are just busy in our service just taking care that whatever service is given to us uh, by the devotees we just execute that service to the best of our ability with full attention and with full involvement that will attract the attention of krishna and especially when the spiritual master gives a service oh that is very very auspicious to carry out that service 
So he expands himself as the Purushas and it is the, in these forms that he maintains the features of the material manifestation. By such expansions, he creates, maintains and annihilates the cosmic manifestation. Vanajakshi Mataji, okay, I will take questions later on, but I just saw this question, so I am just... Vanajakshi Mataji is asking, Prabhuji, are these three Purushas are also called as Mahatattva? No. What is the difference between Vishnu Tattva and Mahatattva? Alright, we will answer that later. But no, the Purusha Avataras are not Mahatattva at all. Mahatattva is the unmanifest material nature in its potential state. Well, we will get to that later. <laughs> it's actually a very... Um, it, it sounds very abstract actually, but it's not abstract, I mean it's factual, but it's hard to imagine, but we will get to that. I think there is a whole chapter in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Anyway, we'll get to that later. The living entities are also differentiated expansions of the Lord's self. And because some of them desire to be Lords and imitate the Supreme Lord, he allows them to enter into the cosmic creation with the option to fully utilize their propensity to lord it over nature. Because they wanted to become the lord, he gives them the facility, alright, you become a lord of this nature. Try as much as you can. That's why when we come here in this material world, uh, Prabhupada said, we first start as Lord Brahma. In our universe, the Lord Brahma is a great devotee. But when one falls down from the spiritual world, that is the process of degradation, and we have all started as Lord Brahma and then we proceed downward and downward until we become a worm in the stool. You know. Because of the... Kupusami is saying, why sometimes no signal? Um, kindly let me know everybody if the audio and video is coming good or not. I know there is a slight lag. I can see that but... Mm, you see if, if there is any other disturbance in the live stream. Let me know in the comments so that I can know. Um, he allows them to enter into the cosmic creation, alright, with the, with the option to utilize their propensity to lord it over nature. Because of the presence of his parts and parcels, the living entities, the en sorry, because of the presence of his parts and parcels, the living entities, the entire phenomenal world is stirred into action and reaction. Thus, the living entities have given full facilities to lord it over material nature, but the ultimate controller is the lord himself in his plenary feature as Paramatma, the super soul, who is one of the Purushas. Okay, Vijay Sharma Prabhu is saying audio is very good. Radhika Mataji is saying very clear. Kunti Mataji is saying okay. Okay, everybody, everybody is saying okay. Audio, video, both are good. Okay, thank you very much. We will continue. I do not know Kapusami Prabhu where. Um, I don't know how you are having a problem. I think the problem is not on my end actually. <clears throat> so, thus the living entities are given full facilities to lord it over material nature, but the ultimate controller is the lord himself in his plenary feature as Paramatma, the super soul who is one of the Purushas. And um, there is a nice purport that Prabhupada gave. Okay, we will read further a little bit and then we will go to that purport, right? Thus, there is a gulf of difference between the living entity Atma and the controlling Lord, Paramatma, the soul and the super soul. Paramatma is the controller and the Atma is the controlled. Therefore, they are in different categories. 
Because the Paramatma fully cooperates with the Atma, he is known as the constant companion of the living being. The Paramatma is fully cooperating <laughs> with our desires in this material world. Look at that. Man proposes, God disposes. So, our desire is being carried out by the Lord. Even though we are behaving in a way, maybe sometimes that we are qualified to become only a pig, the Lord is giving us. the Without the Lord giving us, we can't even live. We can't even breathe air. You know, there is a story, maybe it's a fake story, but it is still a fact. I mean, the principle of it, the story of it is maybe is a fake thing, but that recently when COVID-19 pandemic happened and um, there is this 93-year-old person in Spain or Italy and um, he, was, he was also tested positive and in his, um, th- this is a story that they told, but I don't know how far it's true. But anyway, the principle is true. So, and at the end of the day, he was charged some $5,000 for the ventilator for his breathing. And then he started crying. And then the staff um, of the hospital, they also kind of, um, they were moved a little bit. They said, uh, please don't cry. You know, um, we, will, we will see how this can be maybe helped with crowdsourcing or whatever it is, this funding, we will see. No, he said, no, nah, I'm not crying because of the, of the cost. I am crying because now for 93 years the Lord has given me air and he hasn't charged me anything and for free I have taken the air from the Lord and um, now for the little bit of air I have to pay $5,000 that means how much I owe the Lord so I don't know if the story is exactly as it happened but it was doing its rounds on social media and whatsapp kind of things but anyway but the principle is true that if the air ventilator, you know, is, is it costs so much, the air to breathe. I mean, the whole air every day, every second we're breathing. How, how, how is it even possible that we can repay the Lord? And that's just air. What about water? What about food? What about, about sunlight? What about our own body? What about our intelligence? What about our mind? How much? The, how much does all this cost? You know, this is um, completely. You know, we can't even imagine how much we, how much debt we have. The, so the Lord is cooperating with our desires, but it should be the other way around. We have to cooperate with the Lord's desires, and that is bhakti, and that is the uh, most auspicious way of life. And even when we come to God in our materialistic pursuits, when we come to Him, we still ask Him to fulfill our desires only, and He has been fulfilling our desires. It's not that He has not been. He has been always fulfilling our desires. And still when we come to the Lord, you know, we still ask Him for other more and more favours. But if we come to Him, at least He will take that as a good sign. Even when Putana came with the wrong desire, she, he, he, he benedicted her, right? So if we come at least to Him, even for some material thing, which is not as deadly as what Putana wanted, it is definitely better than that. So therefore Krishna calls them Sukritina. Actually, it is not nothing more, nothing very sukrita in that, because you know one is just after material things. But the sukritina is because of at least he has come to the right source. So the Lord, he will fulfill the desires in such a way that he will never ask, the devotee will never ask for anything more. And that is explained in the five nineteen twenty seven. We have seen this before, but we'll see it again.
because it's always good to recollect and recollect, recollect all these verses. The more times we hear something, the more it will become ingrained into our consciousness, etched in our memory, and we would we can remember to quote it when we uh, when we are preaching. Because if you see Prabhupada, how he quoted so many verses, which are which will never be erased from our memory. And it will never be erased because so many times over and over. So that's what we need to do. So that's why even though we have heard this, it is good to again reiterate every time. 51927 Bhagavatam The Supreme Personality of Godhead fulfills the material desires of a devotee who approaches him with such motives, but he does not bestow benedictions upon the devotee that will cause him to demand more benedictions again. However, the Lord willingly gives the devotee shelter at his own lotus feet, even though such a person does not aspire for it, and that shelter satisfies all his desires, that is the Supreme Personality's special mercy. You see how it is? He, and this is, um, this was actually shown, I think 22.42, right? By Dhruva Maharaj. Sthana bhilashi tapasisthito ham when he was being blessed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Dhru Maharaj said, Oh my Lord, because I was seeking an opulence, opulent material position, I was performing severe types of penance and austerity. Now I have gotten you who are very difficult for the great demigods, saintly persons and kings to attain. I was searching after a piece of glass, but instead I have found a most valuable jewel. Therefore, I am so satisfied that I do not wish to ask any benediction from you. See, he has given him Ichapidhanam, the shelter at his own lotus feet, because of which he did not want any, anything more. But still, the Lord gave him, just to prove to the others, that it is not just that the Lord will trick somebody and then, you know, he wants some, you know, asking for some sky-high benediction and then, you know, he will just trick him and charm him and then uh, hypnotize him and for, uh, make him, makes him forget the, the sky-high desire and then keeps them under his control. You know, if somebody wanted to criticize that thing, uh, he gave Dhru Maharaj just to prove that wrong and to show that he can actually give his devotees everything that they want. He in fact gave Dhruva Maharaj a position greater than Lord Brahma, which he wanted. The pole star is his star, his, his planet. So he gave him, but he gave him in such a way that he will never ask for it again. And uh, briefly this happened, I mean, in a, in a small way in my own life as well. Because in the beginning when I joined Krishna Consciousness, I was going to, I was very much interested in martial arts and I was wanting to go to China and learn Kung Fu there and become a Kung Fu master. I was a, I was only about 16 years old at the time and I asked my father uh, that I wanted to go to China so uh, to give me permission. My father said, you know, shut up and study. You know, <laughs> so I was just very disappointed and I was like, uh, what to do? You know, so then I read this Bhagavad Gita soon, soon after. And then, when I read the whole Bhagavad Gita, I read it once, 
of Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita. I bought it. Actually, one Brahmachari, he came to my college and he sold me. Then I started reading. And once I completed, now, I was still not out of my material desires. But I had one extra thing now. I had the faith that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And I was praying to him fervently. Please, please, Krishna, send me to China. I want to become Kung Fu Master. You are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. After reading Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, nothing much went inside my head. Because if it really sunk in, then I should have actually surrendered to Krishna. But, you know, at least purification happened. I accepted Krishna as a Supreme Personality of Godhead. And I was praying to him. Please send me to China. So, I had this material desire. I asked for him. Asked him that. Then, um, soon enough, um, I got this um, postcard. Random. I mean, it was some, um, some recruitment agency where I got this thing. And they were, they announced there. It was addressed to me. I don't know how they got my address. Maybe from my college. I don't know. Absolutely no idea. It just comes to my home our house and then I opened it then it says that you know there is an interview and an exam um, for um, for a college in Singapore if you're interested you can apply then I just showed it to my father he said wow that's good you should you should study I said okay fine that's okay then inside my mind I was like wow Krishna you are perfect you are so great you have given me the stepping stone to go to China I will go to Singapore and from Singapore I will go to China. Yes. So Krishna, you have actually fulfilled my desires. You are great. You know, I was just like very happy. And um, I was still praying that I would pass the exam. You know, again, I was praying to Krishna that I would pass the exam. And I did pass. And I was selected. And then my father said, all right. Then he sent me here. Immediately, immediately. And I mean, before this, in China, there is this temple called the Shaolin Temple. Where, where Kung Fu is taught. That's like the, that like, like the, um, you know, um, Tirupati of, you know, Hinduism or Mecca of, um, um, of Islam or, you know, the Vatican City of, you know, Christianity. That's like that for Kung Fu, that Shaolin Temple in China. So, that was my dream. <laughs> and then, in Singapore, I immediately joined in my college. There, is, there was a Kung Fu club. I joined that. And I also went to another external uh, school. I searched and I found something and I went there. Even before that, I was already like, I had some books of Kung Fu and then I was just practicing from that at home in India before even I came here. I was just practicing from some books on my own. So, I enrolled myself in two schools and I was going almost like twice or thrice a week and I was training and I was staying at home. And this way I was getting excited about that. And then at the same time I was studying and eventually a year later after coming to Singapore I was introduced to the Hare Krishna temple then I started my journey here with Krishna consciousness and at one point I decided okay I think Kung Fu is a waste of time because I really can't save myself with Kung Fu when death comes I can't like you know fight death you know <clears throat> that'll be foolish of me I mean the Bruce Lee is the, I mean Bruce Lee is one of the greatest fighters and he died at 30 something I mean where is the guarantee that so-called self-defense. I mean, if death has to come, it will come and I can't really defend myself. And by then, I already read a few few other books of Prabhupada and I was chanting Hare Krishna 16 rounds and I I had studies to do, I had projects and in school and I was chanting and reading and it was too much anyway. 
and materially it was not possible it was not becoming possible and also i thought what is the real deal you know, yeah. here we have krishna consciousness eternal life and much more more worth it worthwhile so i gave up and i forgot about it and then uh, i was engaging myself in devotional service 8 years later after my college finished in 2015 we went to china for preaching and we went to the shaolin temple believe it or not i went to the shaolin temple with all the devotees and we had a huge kirtan there we still have the video of it video footage of it and we had a nice kirtan we have we went to the great wall of china we did a kirtan there nice kirtan public kirtan on the great wall of china dancing and chanting and we had a kirtan at the shaolin temple and then we had you know they had this show where you know they do all this gymnastics and everything you can just sit there as a free show and we sat there and i was looking at all of them doing all this gymnastics and you know kicking and jumping which was my you know which was my um, dream at the time i mean not at the time i mean way before when i was 16 17 years old i was like when i was looking at that in 2015 i was like is this what i <laughs> signed up for i mean this was this was my dream it's like what yeah, they're just jumping like monkeys they're going to just become monkeys next life what is the point so you, what i wanted to say is this that i asked krishna to take me to the shaolin temple and he did he did that for me but he did that in a way that i would never ask ask for that again ever again so so the krishna gave me you know by the mercy of prabhupada and all the devotees especially sindhugopal prabhu and all the wonderful devotees i have been given the chance to you know get shelter at the temple and service and all these things and compared to all this kung fu is like what it's like complete waste of time completely in the bodily concept as no enlightenment there is just like so <laughs> that's how krishna actually does for his devotees if you really come to krishna he will fulfill your desires in a way which you will never ask for it again because the paramatma fully cooperates okay we have read that the all pervading feature of the lord which exists in all circumstances of waking and sleeping as well as in potential states and from which the jiva shakti living force is generated as both conditioned and liberated souls is known as brahman now the brahman which is the impersonal aspect of the supreme lord <clears throat> exists in all circumstances of waking and sleeping as well as in potential states this potential state is like the mahatattva for example you know it is it is already there so mahatattva is again the ingredients the, the sum total of all material energy that is the mahatattva so in all uh, in all circumstances it is already there the brahman is is never gone uh, it is always there and from which the jiva shakti the living force is generated as both conditioned and liberated souls is known as brahman since the lord is the origin of both paramatma and brahman he is the source of all living entities and all else that exists one who knows this engages himself at once in the devotional service of the lord such a pure and fully cognizant devotee of the lord is fully attached to him in heart and soul and whenever such a devotee assembles with similar devotees they have no engagement but the glorification of the lord's transcendental activities 
those who are not as perfect as the pure devotees, namely those who have realized only the Brahman or Paramatma features of the Lord, cannot appreciate the activities of perfect devotees. The Lord always helps the pure devotees by imparting necessary knowledge within their hearts. And thus, out of his special favor, he dissipates all the darkness of ignorance. The speculative philosophers and yogis cannot imagine this because they more or less depend on the strength, uh, on their own strength. This is important. The speculative philosophers and yogis cannot imagine uh, the activities of the Supreme Lord, the potencies of the Supreme Lord. They cannot appreciate the activities of perfect devotees as well. Because they more or less depend on their own strength for their elevation. Whereas uh, devotees, they depend on Krishna's strength for elevation. So, totally different. As stated in the Katha Upanishad 1.2.23, the Lord can be known only by those whom He favours and not by anyone else. See that? Such special favours are bestowed upon His pure devotees only. Sri Ishopanishad thus points to the favour of the Lord, which is beyond the purview of the Brahma Jyoti. The favour of the Lord is beyond the purview of the Brahma Jyoti. Now, in the Katha Upanishad, this part is good to that's the end of the... Wow, today we have finished very fast. But, you know, this. I just want to expand upon this verse of Katha Upanishad 1.2.23. Something important here. You know this verse? Nayamatma pravachanena labhyo. Namedhaya na bahuna shrutena. Okay, this is explained here in the purport but you know what it's good to read this conversation the actual verses this whole conversation between Gopinath Acharya video has stopped Virendra Prabhu has he says video has stopped for me it looks alright kindly let me know in the comments if the video has stopped I know there's a bit of a lag but kindly let me know in the comments how it is for you because I can go forward only with your with your willing participation. You mentioned that there is no purport. Yeah, there is another purport I wanted to show, yes. We'll go to that as well. It's alright, okay. Okay, here for the rest of them. It's okay. Alright. So, for many persons, it's okay. Okay, yeah. I wanted to show another purport, right? Forgot about that. Let me just check. Just try to remember where exactly I was thinking about that. That's purport. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Now I remember. 
Srimad Bhagavatam 3. This was actually because I was looking at a lecture that Sunagopal Prabhu gave a few months ago. I was just looking back at that lecture last night and I found this very important thing which made a lot of sense. Of course, everything makes sense. But then, this is that this? Oh, no, wait a second. Not this. I got the chapter number wrong. Okay, let's. Wait a second. Oh, yeah. Here. You see, Brahma, how he created after he slept and wake up, uh, woke up in the day after his night. You see here, three chap- Kanto 3, chapter 20, verse 17. And then actually 18 is the verse which I wanted to show. So, Sonu Vishto Bhagavata Yashete Salilashaye Loka Samstham Yatha Purvam Nirmame Samsthayasvaya when that Supreme Personality of Godhead who is lying on the Garbhodaka ocean entered the heart of Brahma, Brahma brought his intelligence to bear and with the intelligence invoked, he began to create the universe as it was before. So, when Brahma wakes up, he's groggy and all and he, he, does, he doesn't remember how the universe was created in, in the, on the previous day. He forgets after his long sleep. In the, so, in the beginning of the day, the Lord has to again remind him every single day how to go about again creating again the whole planetary systems. So, that shows that Brahma is dependent on the Supreme Lord for his creation. Although he is known as the creator of this material world, he, he cannot actually create without the intelligence given by the Lord. Now, in the, in the next, so he began his creation. Now, the next verse, 3.20.18 Sasarja chaya yavidyam pancha parvanam agrataha tamisram andha tamisram tamo moho mahatamaha First of all, Brahma created from his shadow the coverings of universe, sorry, the coverings of ignorance of the conditioned souls. They are five in number. See the five coverings of ignorance of the conditioned souls. They are five in number and are called Tamisra, Andhatamisra, Tamas, Moha and Mahamoha. Now here, these verses here, this is uh, from the Vishnu Puran. So the entire purport is actually the explanation of these verses, uh, these two verses. Actually there are two verses here. So these is the verses that Prabhupada explain, expanded upon in the purport. And he explains this whole thing. We'll just read this verse first. Tamo viveko moha syad andha karana vibhramaha maha mohas tu vigneyo gramya bhoga sukhaishana maranam hyandha tamisram tamisram krodha uchyate avidya pancha parvaisha pradur bhuta mahatmanaha. Now, this is the whole purport is the explanation of that. So, I'll just read on. The conditioned souls or living entities who come to this material world to enjoy sense gratification are covered in the beginning by five different conditions. The first condition is a covering of tamisra or anger. Constitutionally, every each and every living entity has minute independence. It is misuse of that minute independence for the conditioned soul 
to think that he can also enjoy like the Supreme Lord or to think, why shall I not be a free enjoyer like the Supreme Lord? This forgetfulness of his constitutional position is due to anger or envy. The living entity being eternally a part and parcel servitor of the Supreme Lord can never by constitution be an equal enjoyer with the Lord. When he forgets this, however, and tries to be one with him, his condition is called Tamisra. See that? That Brahman realization when they want to be one with the Lord. Uh, the Brahma Jyoti. Today's verse is about going beyond the Brahma Jyoti. So that when one is in this, when one is in this Brahma Jyoti thing and when one wants to become equal with the Lord or one with the Lord, they are in the state of Tamisra. This is the ignorance, coverings of ignorance. So when he tries to be one with him, his condition is called Tamisra. Even in the field of spiritual realization, look at that. Even in the sp- field of spiritual realization, this Tamisra mentality of the living entity is hard to overcome. In the material world, everybody wants to become the Lord of everything as much as possible. So that is actually also Tamisra principle because they want to become as good as the Lord as much as they can. But even in spiritual realization, that is not over yet. It is so strong that that mentality continues even in spiritual realization until one comes to the point of Bhagavan realization, the Kalyana Tamam. When we reach the Kalyana Tamam, Bhagavan's realization stage, as today's verse is, um, you know, has uh, revealed, the auspiciousness is not complete because there is this, still this inauspicious uh, tinges of Tamisra, this this thing of becoming one with the Lord. Even in this field of spiritual realization, this Tamisra mentality of the living entity is hard to overcome. In trying to get out of the entanglement of material life, there are many who want to be one with the Supreme. Even in their transcendental activities, this lower grade mentality of Tamisra continues. Andha Tamisra involves considering death to be the ultimate end. (laughs) Now, in Tamisra at least, there is some kind of um, knowledge that I am the soul, I am a person, you know, in Brahman realization at least, that with the body everything is not finished. But when the ignorance becomes a little more deeper, it becomes Andha Tamisra, uh, Tamisra. Andha Tamisra in, involves considering death to be the ultimate end. And many, many people, 99.9% of the people have this, this problem. And of course, they have deeper coverings of ignorance. But this is a very, very widespread viewpoint that with death, everything is finished. YOLO, you only live once. YOLO, they call it. You only live once. So this YOLO philosophy is complete rubbish. Um, this is coming from the Andha Tamisra platform. The atheists generally think that the body is the self and that everything is therefore ended with the end of the body. Thus, they want to enjoy material life as far as possible during the existence of the body. Their theory is, as long as you live, you should live prosperously. Never mind whether you commit all kinds of so-called sins. You must eat sumptuously. Beg, borrow and and steal. And if you think that by stealing and borrowing, you are being entangled in sinful activities for which you will have to pay, then just forget that misconception because after death, everything is finished. So, no, no one is responsible for anything he does during his life. This atheistic conception of life is killing human civilization for it is without knowledge of the continuation of eternal life. You know who, this, this, this. Again, this is a verse, you know. This is a verse. Do you know this? By Charvakmani. What is that verse? Rinam kritva gritam pibet, yavat jivet, sukham jivet. 
Martya Bhutasya Dehasya What is that? Kuto Punaragamano Bhavet That is a Kuto Punaragamano Just let's see Rani Kritva No, it's not even there Okay, let's search Gritam Bhavet Gritam Okay, here it is. This is what Chaitanya Chaitanya Charitamrita Adrila chapter seven, text one hundred and nineteen. Here it is. Charvak Muni. He this this Muni. I don't know why he got the name Muni here. He was just like an ordinary people here, and he wrote a shloka in Sanskrit about you know this kind of life. Ranam Kritva Gritam Bibet Yavat Jive Sukham Jive Bhasmi Bhutasya. That is the thing. Bhasmi Bhutasya Dehasya Kutah Punaragamano Bhavet His theory was that as long as Bhasmi Bhutasya Dehasya Our end is with you know as long as the body becomes ashes That's it that's the end of our life So don't worry about future karma past karma All these things are just you know stories Just Ranam Gritva Ghritam Bhavet Ghritam means Ghee In those days you know Nowadays they have all kinds of different enjoyment Sense enjoyment you know, eat sumptuously means with ghee. Ghee, put ghee and enjoy food and you know, and when you eat so much ghee, too much ghee. Ghee is good, good for health. But if one's eat, one eats too much of it, then you'll become, uh, you know, not only fatty, but also sexually agitated. Mm. Then, so as the as a straight line, the, the tongue, the belly and the genitals, jihva, um, udara, upastha. The three senses are agitated and in this way, this is the basic, um, what is that, purview of material enjoyment. Eat nicely, you know, uh, and then, what is that, um, have sex. This is this is what material life is all about. So, unrestricted material life, don't even worry about sin and all that. It's just stories, you know, just after we die, everything is finished. This is the Andhatamisra. This Andhatamisra Muni, this, this Charvak Muni. And beg, borrow, steal. If you don't have ghee to eat, beg or borrow or steal. Do whatever it is, whatever you know can bring you money, just you know get that money, whatever, and don't consider sinful or pious, just get it and then you know enjoy. So that is the shloka that Prabhupada was explaining here. This atheistic conception of life is killing human civilization. For it is without knowledge of the continuation of eternal life. This andhatamisra ignorance is due to tamas. That is the next stage, tamas. Tamisra, andhatamisra, tamas, moha and mahamoha. So this material world is also generally called tamas because 99% of its living entities are ignorant of their identity as soul. So this tamas means to not have the understanding that we are the soul. And because of that, we think we are the body. And everything with the end of the body is finished. So that is the real reason why we think like that. So we, so that's why it is said it is coming from this platform of tamas. Almost everyone is thinking that he is this body. He has no information of the spirit soul. Guided by this misconception, one always thinks this is my body and anything in relationship with this body is mine. For such misguided living entities, sex life is the background of material existence. Actually, the conditioned souls in ignorance in this material world 
are simply guided by sex life and as soon as they get the opportunity for sex life they become attached to their so called home motherland children wealth and opulence as these attachments increase moha or the illusion of the bodily concept of life also increases thus the idea of that i am this body and everything belonging to the uh, this body is mine also increases and as the whole world is put into moha sectarian societies families and nationalities are created and they fight with one another mahamoha means to be mad after material enjoyment especially in this age of kali everyone is overwhelmed by the madness to accumulate paraphernalia for material enjoyment these definitions are very nicely given in vishnu puran wherein it is stated this that verse so this is the gradation of our ignorance so <clears throat> how you see we go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and if you see the material world how exactly the material world is in this in this um you know madness tamisra if anybody is a philosopher they will be like tamisra you know one with the lord you know we become one we become as powerful and then impersonal conception nirvishesha shunyavadi and then andhatamisra which is what uh, took thing that the body with the end of the body everything is finished so to enjoy the body is all in all and that comes from the tamas which is not having information of the soul and then that leads to moha uh, because when one is uh, involved in that material conception then he will increase he will increase by you know by sex life they think sex life is everything and with that sex life what happens pumsastriya mithuni bhavam etad tayor mitho hridaya granti maho ato griha kshetra sutapta vittaya janasya mohoyam aham mameti 5.5.8 bhagavatam the attraction between male and female is the basic principle of material existence on the basis of this misconception which ties together the hearts of the male and female one becomes attracted to his body home property children relatives and wealth and this way one increases life's illusion and thinks in terms of i and mine this is called moha mohoyam moha illusion this is moha and because of this there is maha moha you know great illusion which happens why because of this that i and mine it will expand oh my nationality my sectarian all the sectarian views my race my species and in this way there are wars there are you know you know big big fighting big so many things in the world that are going on in the wrong path in the fighting and on the war path is because of mahamoha so in this way they are mad after sense gratification so in this way there is five stages of ignorance now um demoniac people their their whole world view is based on this only they think sex is the thing that is moving the whole world asatyam apratishthamte jagadahuranishwaram aparaspara sambhutam kimanyat kamahaitukam they say that this world is unreal with no foundation no god in control they say it is produced of sex desire and has no cause other than lust and what they do they don't know what to do and what not to do pravrittim cha nivrittim cha janan avidurasura nashaucham na pichacharo na satyam teshu vidyate those who are demoniac do not know what is to be done and what is not to be done neither cleanliness nor proper behavior nor truth is found in them then they don't know what to do and what not to do 
so if you are confused what to do and what not to do so you should not do anything right at least at least don't do anything wrong right like if there is another you know those, you know those um, movies where they show that a bomb is there and then if you cut the wire it will detonate and then there are three wires black you know uh, what is that i don't know red green and uh, blue or something like that and then the hero will just like he will just guess what to do and what not to do he doesn't know which if which one he cuts then the whole thing will blow up then he's just like you know just wings it complete winging so he just like uh, let's try whatever uh, uh, you know the timer is going off you know 10 9 8 7 6 and then he is like uh, i just you know he just cut something and just oh lucky it and nothing happened you know th- those scenes what if i mean of course because he is the hero of the movie you know nothing should happen i mean there's no suspense there because he will not die but when you are not sure what not to do or what to do you 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 at least don't do the wrong thing right but no these people they actually will do the wrong thing 16.9 etam drishtim avashtabhya nashtatmanol pabuddhaya alpabuddhaya you see they have no much intelligence prabhavantyugra karmanah kshayaya jagato hitah following such conclusions the demoniac who are lost to themselves and who have no intelligence engage in unbeneficial horrible works meant to destroy the world this is what they will do they will not keep quiet huh if they don't know what to do and what not to do then don't do anything first you know what if what you do is will become wrong so they better don't do right but no they want to do something because that's a, first of all that is the nature of everyone we, we cannot stop doing anything so we have to do something so at least take guidance if you do not know what not take guidance from those who know but no they will decide and they will decide always on the wrong path because they never take guidance from krishna so and then they will go from tamisra to andha tamisra to tamas to moha to maha moha so that is that purport and uh, going back going back this last part katha upanishad 1.2.23 here if we search up this shloka nayam atma pravachanena we are taken to this purport of cc madhya 6.87 and if you actually see that there is a very interesting conversation that is going on here between gopinath acharya and sarvabhoom bhattacharya gopinath acharya is actually the son in law of sarvabhoom bhattacharya and because of gopinath acharya sarvabhoom bhattacharya eventually got the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu so this conversation happened after um sarvabhoom bhattacharya already saw chaitanya mahaprabhu for the first time he um, he saw chaitanya mahaprabhu at the jagannath temple he he fainted he entered jagannath puri and he came to the temple and he fainted and he was lying down like that for hours and his breathing was almost stopped for many hours so but carefully observing the symptoms he he knew that these were actually not ordinary symptoms although he saw all that he did not believe that this is actually god he thought yes he is a very great devotee definitely of jagannath but you know he is not god so is <laughs> an interesting conversation 
87 okay this is the this is the akatha upanishad 1.2.23 that was quoted in the isha upanishad mantra 16 purport okay if we see what was written in that purport you see as stated in the katha upanishad 1.2.23 the lord can be known only by those whom he favors and not by any, anyone else right such special favors are bestowed upon his pure devotees only Sri Upanishad thus points to the favor of the Lord, which is beyond the purview of the Brahma Jyoti. So that, Kathopanishad, what is that? Exact Sanskrit, that is that verse. <clears throat> but before we get here, we will go a few verses before and a few verses after, after reading that verse. Now, You see, Gopinath Acharya said this to Sarvam Bhattacharya. Bhattacharya, tumi ihar na jan mahima bhagavatta lakshaner ihatai sima. My dear Bhattacharya, you do not know the greatness of Lord Chaitanya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, you do not know the greatness of Lord Chaitanya. All the symptoms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are found in Him to the highest degree. He said this. Now, Next verse, Gopinath Acharya continued, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is celebrated as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those who are ignorant in this connection find the conclusion of knowledgeable men very difficult to understand. Hmm. So, he is saying that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The disciples of Sarvabham Bhattacharya retaliated because Sarvabham Bhattacharya at that time was an impersonalist. He is into this Brahma Jyoti and stuff. So, <coughs> The disciples of Sarabham Bhattacharya retaliated. By what evidence do you conclude that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Lord? Gopinath Acharya replied, The statements of authorized Acharyas who understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead are proof. Now, this is actually the way we should have any argument or debate in spiritual circles. See, even though they are they are Bhattacharyas, I mean impersonalists, Bhattacharyas disciples, but they asked, by what evidence? See, they wanted evidence from the scriptures. To, uh, to prove that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Supreme Lord. So, although they were, you know, not devotees yet, they were impersonalists, but you see the method by which they ask. That is the way to find out. Nowadays, people don't even check. You know, when some Sai Baba comes and they say, oh, uh, oh God, everybody is putting in a picture and uh, there is some, you know, biography of, you know, the, and uh, wow, it's, uh, so many miracle stories, okay, I think he must be God. Are, who wrote that miracle stories? I mean, did, did J.K. Rowling did not not write those miracle stories of Harry Potter. You know who is J.K. Rowling? The author of the Harry Potter series. She also wrote so many miracle, magical stories, right? So, Harry Potter is God or, you know, I mean, come on. So, anybody can write miracle stories. I can make so many myself. Yeah. So, that is not the way we decide who is a supreme personality of God because everybody is saying, let's accept. No, they were asking, by what evidence do you conclude just like we have the other example where those people, I, I hope you remember, previous few days ago we read that example where, uh, who was that? Uh, Balabhadra Bhattacharya. He, he saw, you know, people were saying that, you know, I, we saw Krishna on Kaliya, you know, he was, he was dancing on Kaliya snake, you know. Actually, it turned out to be a fisherman in the night, you know, who was having this, you know, light where he was fishing. And the boat, they took like uh, the Kaliya serpent and the fisherman, they took it to be Krishna. And there, in the Madhya Leela, 18th chapter 101, 
verse there Prabhupada mentions that a foolish person uh, who is not guided by Shastra and Guru, we will go there and come back here, alright? We will go there and come back because that is important point. Without the guidance of Shastra and Guru, he will take an ordinary person to be God and he will take a God to be an ordinary person. Not only that, he will consider great devotees as ordinary persons and he takes ordinary persons to be great devotees. They cannot. This is the third class devotee. He cannot distinguish at all. You know. See, why would Krishna appear in this age of Kali? Foolish people who are mistaken are simply causing agitation and making a tumult. You know. <laughs> See, when Balabhadra Bhattacharya, he actually heard everybody. Everybody is saying that every night we are seeing Krishna the, 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 in the sea. I mean, in the, in the river, Yamuna. So, he also got, oh wow, really? You are seeing Krishna? Actually, he was personally servant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was not supposed to be fooled like that. But he got fooled by these people. So, when Bhalabhadra, then he actually, he was foolish enough not only to hear them, their explanations, he also asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you give me a blessing so that I can see, go and see Krishna. And what he got from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? When Bhalabhadra Bhattacharya asked to see Krishna at Kaliyadaha, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mercifully slapped him. So, he got a tight slap from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Saying, you are a learned scholar, but you have become a fool, being influenced by the statements of other fools. <laughs> you know, why would Krishna appear in the age of Kali? Foolish people who are mistaken are simply causing agitation and making a tumult. Now, here, you see, although Balabhadra Bhattacharya was personally serving Lord Krishna in his role as a devotee, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he mistook Lord Krishna for an ordinary man. You see, he is asking Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that please go and give, uh, give, please give me mercy to go and see Krishna. He was seeing Krishna there. That he could not realize. And then he wanted, and he took Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be an ordinary man or at least at most a devotee. Huh? That means an ordinary man. And he wanted to see that ordinary man thinking that to be God. And he is seeing God and he thought he was an ordinary man. Look at that foolishness. Why did this, Why did that happen? Although Balabhadra Bhattacharya was personally serving Lord Krishna in, the, in his role as a devotee Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he mistook Lord Krishna for an ordinary man and an ordinary man for Lord Krishna because he did not follow the rules set down by Shastra and Guru. This is what happens if you don't have guidance from Shastra and Guru. <clears throat> That's why all these Babas and everybody is coming into the altar of so-called Hindus. You know? Because they don't read Shastra. No Shastra, no Guru. Nowadays, which... Which Hindu is reading Bhagavad Gita properly? If he is reading at all, he will read some Gita press Bhagavad Gita, some, some, you know, some, what is this, Radha Krishna Bhagavad Gita or Chinmaya Bhagavad Gita. All these Bhagavad Gitas are impersonalist commentary. Anyhow, just simply whack, wing it, whatever they want. That's not Bhagavad Gita anymore. Bhagavad Gita means that person should be like Arjuna. Sarvameta Dhritamani, I accept whatever you say, Krishna. Not that they churn out their own meanings out of it. That is not Bhagavad Gita. That is nonsense Gita. Uh, so, but uh, people, they are like that now. You know, so first of all, they don't read. And if they at all read, they read the stupid translations of so-called Bhagavad Gita. Real Bhagavad Gita, you have to come from the proper Guru, in the proper lineage. Otherwise, that is not Bhagavad Gita reading at all. One will, be, one will remain in ignorance even after such reading. That's why when Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita was, you know, came out, then so many devotees in America. Before that, already 700 editions of Bhagavad Gita were there in, in America. Not a single devotee. Why? Because no strength. It's not explained properly by a guru. It's not as it is. That's why our Bhagavad Gita is Bhagavad Gita as it is. 
not as it was as it should have been as as i think it would be no as it is so going back their their time their question was bona fide in that sense they are asking what evidence by what evidence do you conclude that chaitanya mahaprabhu is a supreme personality gopinath acharya said the statements of authorized acharyas who understand the supreme personality of godhead are proof now the disciples of bhattacharya said we derive knowledge of the absolute truth by logical hypothesis here is where they are wrong they said we want to know by a logical hypothesis gopinath acharya replied one cannot attain real knowledge of the supreme lord personality of godhead by such logical hypothesis and argument तर्को प्रतिष्ठ श्रुतो विभिन्न नाशा मत न भिन्न धर्म से तत्व निहित गुहाया महाजनो ये नहाभारत तर्को अप्रतिष्ठ बै आर्ग्युमेंट बै लॉजिकल अनालिस वी कैनाट अंडरस्टैंड बिकॉज अचिंत्या खलु ये भावा नताम स्तर्कण योजयेत that which is beyond our sense perception how can we capture by argument which is just a work of intelligence our intelligence is so tiny how can we wrap our intelligence around such a huge topic as the absolute truth we cannot understand so we cannot use logic and argument and you know intelligence all these things to understand absolute truth we have to accept authoritative statements from the vedas not by logical hypothesis this is what was wrong on their part That's why Gopinath Acharya said you cannot understand by such logical hypothesis and argument because the brain is so small. Gopinath Acharya continued, one can understand the supreme personality of Godhead only by His mercy, not by guesswork or hypothesis. This is the Bhagwan feature. See, to rise from the impersonal to the Bhagwan, you know, it is not easy. Now, one has to receive the favor only by His mercy, then we can understand. Hmm. That is explained. ईश्वर कृपालेश हो तो जहारे शैत ईश्वर तत्व जानी बारे पारे द आचार्य कंटिन्यूड गोपीनाथ आचार्य आई सॉरी इफ वन रिसीव्स बट अ टाइनी बिट ऑफ द लॉर्ड्स फेवर बाय डिंट ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस ही कैन अंडरस्टैंड द नेचर ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड देन ही कोटेड फ्रॉम द श्रीमद भागवतम टेन फोर्टीन ट्वेंटी नाइन ही कोटेड दिस इज एक्चुअली स्पोकन बाय लॉर्ड अथापिते देव प्रसादलेशानुग्रहीत जानाति तत्वं भगवन् महिम्नो माय लॉर्ड इफ वन इज फेवर्ड बाय इवन अ स्लाइट ट्रेस ऑफ द मर्सी ऑफ योर लोटस फीट ही कैन अंडरस्टैंड द ग्रेटनेस ऑफ योर पर्सनालिटी सी इफ वन इज फेवर्ड बाय इवन अ स्लाइट ट्रेस ऑफ द मर्सी ऑफ द लोटस फीट he can understand the greatness of your personalities but those who speculate in order to understand the supreme personality of godhead are unable to know you even though they continue to study the vedas for many years actually we will go to another verse and come back here this is in the shrimad bhagavatam by prahlad maharaj 7.5.30 shri praharad vacha मतिर्नकृष्णे परतस्वतो वा मिथो भिपद्येत गृहव्रता अदातगोभिर्विशता तमिश्रम युसी तमिश्रम दुनश्चर्तचर्वण्रम हेलिश लाइफ सो एक्चुअली दट कॉन्सेप्शन ऑफ वन विद लॉर्ड एंड ऑल दैट दट तमिश्रम इज हेलिश 
That's why devotees, Kaivalyam Narakayate, Tridashapurakasha Pushpayate, Durdantendriya Kala Sarpa Patali Prothkata Damshtrayate, Vishwampurna Sukhayate, Vidimahendra Adishcha Kitayate, Yahakarunya Kataksha Vaibhavavatam Tam Gauramevastumaha. So this is by Prakashananda Saraswati, very beautiful verse. How a devotee who has achieved the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considers impersonal liberation to be hellish. Kaivalyam Narakayate. Tridasha Purakasha Pushpayate. All those heavenly phantasmagoria, oh, you go to heaven, Nandanakana gardens, enjoy with apsaras, all that has some, you know, flowers in the sky. Just like phantasmagoria, just like, just like dreams, you know, not reality, no reality there. False promises, you know. Uh, uh, what is it? Durdantendriya Kala Sarpapatali Prothkata Damshtrayate. The senses which are so strong and otherwise will capture the soul and you know, throw him into this material world, uh, which is also confirmed in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Indriyanam hi charatam yanmano nuvidhiyate tadas saharati pragyam vayur navamivambhasi. So, that is how our senses are so powerful. But for the devotee who has achieved the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's like a snake. With its fangs removed, it's no more poisonous. It cannot bite anymore. So, and, and then Vishwampurna Sukhayate, whole universe is full of happiness for him. Because he's always, connect, wherever he sees, Sthavar Jangam Dekhe Na Dekhe Tar Murti, Sarvatra Hoy Nija Ishta Devas Purti. Wherever he sees, he sees the Lord. So, he is Sarvabhuteshu Yaha Pashed, Bhagavad Bhavamatmana, Bhuteshu Bhagavad Yatmani, Esha Bhagavat Uttamaha. Because he's seeing the Lord everywhere, he's always happy. Vishwam Purna Sukha. He doesn't mind taking birth and again and again. It doesn't matter to him at all. Because he's not in the thinking that, you know, Andhatamisra, that after the end of this body is everything is finished. No. He knows that my relationship with the Lord is eternally unbroken and it will continue even if this body dies or lives or doesn't matter really. Jivova Marova. It doesn't matter, living or dead. But, um, of course, we cannot die. Whether this, this body dies or whether it is living, we are all, I will always exist. And as long as I exist, I mean, the Lord also exists. And as long as I exist, I can enjoy, I mean, I can um, engage in His service. So, that's what He is concerned with. So, Vishwam Purna Sukhayate. Vidhi Mahendra Adishcha Kitayate. Uh, Vidhi means uh, Lord Brahma. And Mahendra, the Lord Indra, Kitayate, like insects, you know. He, he, for him, they are no more important than insects. Yaha karunya kataksha vaibhavavatam tam gauramevastumaha. So, who has re- received the karunya or mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? He can think like that. So, Prahlad Maharaj is saying, because of their uncontrolled senses, persons too addicted to material life materialistic life make progress toward hellish conditions tamisra and repeatedly chew that which has already been chewed their inclination toward krishna are never aroused either by instruction of others by their own efforts or by combination of both or by debates or whatever it is they cannot so therefore tarko pratishthashrutayo vibhinna achintya khaluye bhava natamstarkena yojayet so therefore he said if one receives a tiny bit of the Lord's favor, uh, then he can understand. Then he quoted this verse from Bhagavatam. Then, this is 85 and 86. Okay. nahi pandit tumar shaman, nahi ke tumate, 
ಅಥವೈವ ಈಶ್ವರ ತತ್ವ ನಾ ಪಾರೇ ಜಾನಿತೆ ನಾ ಪಾರ್ ಜಾನಿತೆ ಗೋಪಿನಾಥ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ದೆನ್ ಅಡ್ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಭಟ್ಟಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಯು ಆರ್ ಅ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅ ಟೀಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆನಿ ಡಿಸೈಪಲ್ಸ್ ಇಂಡೀಡ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಅದರ್ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಯು ಆನ್ ಅರ್ತ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ದಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ದ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಭಟ್ಟಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ಕಾರ್ನೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿ ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಹೂ ವಾಸ್ ದ ಯು ನೋ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡೆಮಿಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ದೆರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಯು ಆನ್ ಅರ್ತ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವೈ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಭೂಮಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಅರ್ತ್ ಭೌಮ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಆನ್ ದಿ ಅರ್ತ್ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸರ್ವ ಆಲ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಅರ್ತ್ ಹಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಕಾಂಕರ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಲರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಪವರ್ ಆಫ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಸಮ್ ಸಮ್ ಆರ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದರ್ ಕ್ಷತ್ರಿಯ ಬೈ ದ ರೂಲಿಂಗ್ ಪವರ್ ಬಟ್ ಸರ್ವ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಹಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಡಿಫೀಟೆಡ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಅದರ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಅರ್ತ್ ಐ ಮೀನ್ ದೇರ್ ವಾಸ್ ನೋಬಡಿ ಆನ್ ಅರ್ತ್ ಹೂ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಮ್ಯಾಚ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ಶಿಪ್ ವಿ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಇವನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಎನಿ ಐಡಿಯಾ ಆಫ್ ಹೌ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ಲಿ ಸಾರ್ವಭೌಮ ಭಟ್ಟಾಚಾರ್ಯ ವಾಸ್ ವಾಸ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಲರ್ನೆಡ್ so vastly learned so gopinath asher is saying you are a great scholar and a teacher of many disciples indeed there is no scholar like you on earth nonetheless because you are bereft of even a pinch of the lord's mercy you cannot understand him even though he is present in your home sarvam vadasher brought the lord to his home when he saw him fainted he wanted to take care of him and brought him huh? but still he did not believe that that was god no then gopinath acharya said further tomar nahek dosh shastra ei kahe panditya ishwar tatva gyana kabhu nahe it is not your fault it is the verdict of the scriptures you cannot understand the supreme personality of god here simply by scholarship you are a scholar but you cannot understand the lord because you don't have his mercy it's not your fault that you do not know the lord because scriptures say that by scholarship you cannot understand the lord so you have scholarship but you cannot understand the lord what what is the is the criterion to understand the lord chapter 4 text 3 of bhagavad gita arjuna to arjuna krishna said sa evayam mayatedya yogah proktah puratanah bhakto sime sakha cheti rahasyam hi etad uttamam that very ancient science of the relationship with the supreme is today told by me to you because you are my devotee as well as my friend and can therefore understand the transcendental mystery of this science see because you are my devotee and friend you can understand the transcendental mystery otherwise scholarship is not the criterion one can be a sanskrit scholar you will not understand now sarvabhauma kohe sarvabham bhattacharya replied my dear gopinath acharya please speak with great care what is the proof that you have received the mercy of the lord that and that i did not receive uh, you are saying i did not receive but what is the proof that you have received hmm. right good question so how would you answer this question gopinath acharya answered acharya kohe vastu vishaya hoy vastu gyan vastu tatva gyan hoy kripate praman gopinath acharya replied knowledge of the samam bonam the absolute truth truth is evidence of the mercy of the supreme lord knowledge of the samam bonam the absolute truth is evidence of the mercy of the supreme lord jai krishna tatva vetta shai guru hoy the guru must be a krishna tatva vetta he should be a complete master in the science of krishna and that is only achievable if by the mercy of the lord as we saw that 
ಅಥಾಪಿತೇದೇವಪದಾಂಬುಜದ್ವಯಪ್ರಸಾದೇಶಾನುಗೃಹೀತ ಇನ್ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಪನೇಯ ಲಿಟರ್ಚರ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮ್ಲಭಂಭಕ್ತ However, if one is slightly favored by the mercy of the Lord, if the Lord is pleased, one can understand Him. But who are the candidates eligible to receive the mercy of the Lord? Only the devotees. They alone can understand what is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord reveals Himself to the sincere devotee when He is pleased with His service. Svayameva Spuratyadaha One should not try to understand the Lord simply by the state, from the statements of Vedas. One should, nor should... um one uselessly attempt to decry the, these statements through, through reasoning and logic see that <laughs> one should not try to understand the lord simply by from the statements of the vedas nor should one uselessly attempt to decry these statements through reasoning and logic we should not decry them and just by accepting i mean i mean what is that by reading vedic statements we cannot really understand we need the guidance of a guru um so in the mundaka upanishad also it is said yes so the same verse so now going back going to the next one you see knowledge of the samam bonam the absolute truth is evidence of the mercy of the supreme lord now this is very important you know why okay we'll go a little further and come back to this see gopinath acharya said you have seen the symptoms of the supreme personality of godhead in the body of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu during his absorption in an ecstatic mood despite directly perceiving the symptoms of the supreme lord in the body of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu you cannot understand him this is commonly called illusion huh? ishwarer maya a person influenced by the external energy call, is called bahirmukajan you see the verse dekhile na dekhe tare bahirmukajan shuni hasi sarvabhauma balilo vachan so a person influenced by the external energy is called bahirmukajan a mundane person because despite his perception he cannot understand the real substance despite his perception he cannot understand the real substance if the lord see the lord came to the home of sarvam bhattacharya still he cannot understand people say show me god show me god here he was seeing god he could not understand balabhadra bhattacharya he was seeing god but he was thinking god is somewhere else he was taking an ordinary person to be god and here god is there sitting he is taking you know he is taking him to be an ordinary person see that so it is not it is not that you see god you will understand him no you still cannot understand him 
unless the kripa is there. Um, so, hearing Gopinath Acharya say this, Sarvam Bhattacharya smiled and began to speak as follows. The Bhattacharya said, we are just having a discussion among friends and considering the points described in the scriptures. Do not become angry. I am simply speaking on the strength of the Shastras. Please don't take any offence. See, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is certainly a, a great uncommon devotee, but we cannot accept him as an incarnation of Lord Vishnu because according to the Shastra, there is no incarnation in the age of Kali. Okay, before we proceed further, we go back to that verse where that... Knowledge of the Supreme is the proof, right? You see, knowledge of the Summum Bonum, the Absolute Truth is evidence of the mercy of the Supreme Lord. Why this is important? Because we have seen in that uh, Ritvik series of webinars that we did. And if you see the fourth video in that series, where the twisted understanding of Iskon about the Guru Tattva, you know, now they are saying gurus can fall down, they can be second class, they can be third class, it doesn't even matter. And um, if he falls down, then how much ever he brought you, how far ever he brought you, you, you can just proceed from that. You know, it's like a broken bus. You take another, you know, that bus was broken now. You take another bus and go ahead and go on with your journey. And in this way, they have come up with all kinds of theories. Whereas Prabhupada gave us so clearly that guru means, you know, he's infallible. Sakshadhari. Sakshad Hari means, if Hari cannot fall down, then how can Guru fall down? He should be as good as Hari, right? So, one, if one is a Guru, he must be on the platform of Uttam Adhikari and he cannot fall down. He is especially protected by the Lord, he is especially empowered by the Lord to preach. Whoever catches his you know, instructions, they also get delivered. How can he fall down? This is completely absurd. And they have even said to me, this is con so-called devotees, uh, a big scholar, by the way, big scholar, that was how he was introduced to me, by another devotee. And that devotee writes to me and says that it doesn't matter if the Guru is less qualified. A disciple can deliver the Guru. He should just become more qualified. If his Guru is, has fallen, the devotee, the disciple should become so strong that he should deliver the Guru to Godhead. I mean, ah, <sighs> So, <laughs> I mean, you see the knowledge, how it is going. Why? You see this. Knowledge of the Samam Bonum, the Absolute Truth, is evidence of the mercy of the Supreme Lord. And if the knowledge is becoming so distorted, they don't have the mercy. They don't have the mercy of Krishna because they don't have the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. Yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya aprasadan nagate kutopi. So they don't have the mercy of the Supreme Lord and therefore their knowledge, although they have come to Krishna consciousness, they have their understanding of Krishna consciousness has become so low that the Guru Tattva, which is one of the most principal, um, you know, the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita starts with Guru Tattva. The first chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita is entirely the Guru Tattva. So it is so important, the fundamental, the most fundamental aspects of Krishna consciousness philosophy, they have gotten it completely upside down. Upside down. I mean... Guru has to take the disciple back to Godhead. Here they have come to the conclusion that the disciple has to take the Guru back to Godhead. And for what he is Guru? Actually, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, he is not a Guru, he is a Laghu. Laghu means light. Guru means heavy. He is heavy with spiritual knowledge, he is heavy 
not fragile you know not like you know but no so light and you know so you know gone with the wind kind of person no he is not gone with the wind at all the wind of material you know desire will try to push away the devotee but he is unshaken guru na pi vichalyate that is guru heavy and not lightweight you know push over you know no <laughs> you can't just push him over uh, the maya cannot push him over like that but they think uh, guru can that that means he is not guru he is laghu he is light you know, if if you think i made this up i'll just show you i'm not making up anything here shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 chapter 5 text 5 you see vipro rajanya vaishyava हरे प्राप्ता पदातिकम श्रौतेन जन्मनाथा मुह्यंत्यामनायवादीन ऑन दी अदर हैंड ब्राह्मणस मेम्बर्स ऑफ द रॉयल ऑर्डर एंड वाइश्यज ईवन आफ्टर बीइंग अलाउड टू अप्रोच द लोटस फीट ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड हरी बीइंग रिसीविंग सॉरी बाय रिसीविंग द सेकंड बर्थ बाय वैदिक इनिशिएशन कैन बिकम बीविल्डर्ड एंड एडॉप्ट वेरियस मेटीरियलिस्टिक फिलासफीज यू सी दैट brahmanas uh, who have been initiated and given the second birth by vedic initiation can become bewildered and adopt various materialistic philosophies if if they are not careful here in the in the purport we will see uh, we have the quotation Shishila Prabhupada's purport to this verse of Bhagavad Gita, which verse is this? Two dot forty two. Yam imam pushpata vacham. Okay, fine. That is this is one in the Karma Kanda section. Ah, see, as confirmed in this verse by the word muhyanti, they fall into the darkness of ignorance. although foolish materialistic philosophers sorry followers of the varnashram system desire to maintain their exalted status as aryans or twice born men and at the same time neglect the personality of godhead or in our words neglect the instructions of prabhupad you know it is clearly stated in the bhagavatam sthanat bhrashtah patanti adha such persons inevitably fall from their position into a degraded condition of life as confirmed in this verse by the word muhyanti they fall into the darkness of ignorance sometimes such pompous persons even present themselves as gurus however bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur has pointed out that they are actually laghu or flimsy rather than guru or heavy with vedic knowledge it is one's ultimate duty to oneself swarthagati and to this personality of godhead to give up all materialistic activities characterized by karma and gyan and surrender fully at the lotus feet of the lord only the most unfortunate person will consider that there is a higher pleasure than ecstatic surrender at the lotus feet of the gokulananda the personality of godhead you see only the most unfortunate person will consider that there is a higher pleasure than ecstatic surrender we could have just ecstatically surrendered to prabhupad and they wanted some higher pleasure they wanted to be gurus they wanted to be they wanted to receive all the you know puja pratishtha labha everything and what happened they became laghu and what is the proof that they have become laghu their understanding is going wayward their understanding you know is going way off track and they are speaking mayavad philosophies now bhagavad gita is not at all a religious scripture a so called devotee of the hari krishna movement is saying openly 
openly public you know interview and more than all, almost a million views on the video and he is talking like this look at that where is the knowledge of the samam born of the absolute truth that is the evidence of the mercy so it is very important conversation all right i'd like to stop here now we'll take any questions that are there and we will be done with the session next so question by bhakta sanjay sanjay sukhdev haribol who is god before ram and who and where can one find a genuine guru who is god before ram krishna comes in various incarnations ಮೂರ್ತಿಷ್ಠನಾವತಾರಮಕರೋದ್ಭುವನು ಕಿಂತು ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಸಮಭವತ್ಪರಮಹಪುಮಾನ್ಯೋ ಗೋವಿಂದಮಾಪುರು ಭಜಿ ಸೊ ರಾಮಾಮೂರ್ತಿ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ರಾಮ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದೇರ್ ಮತ್ಸ್ಯ ಕೂರ್ಮ ನರಸಿಂಹ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಇನ್ಕಾರ್ನೇಷನ್ಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ ಸೊ ರಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಅವತಾರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ಸ್ ಅ ಸೇಮ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಡಿಫ್ರೆನ್ಸ್ ದೆನ್ ವೇರ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಒನ್ ಫೈಂಡ್ ಅ ಜೆನ್ವಿನ್ ಗುರು then well if one is sincere he will find a genuine guru otherwise if one is not sincere even the genuine guru comes before him he will not surrender just like even if god is in front of him he did not understand similarly if one is fortunate he will find a genuine guru of course we will say shila prabhupada is the genuine guru so you can actually you don't have to search anymore but um, if one is unfortunate one will go on searching so if you want a specific answer shila prabhupada is there that's it he is the genuine guru so you read his books chand hari krishna take association of devotees who are following him and who are taking him as the genuine bona fide diksha guru of the hari krishna movement and thus you will also gain faith in shila prabhupada and likewise you will make progress next question by bhakta virendra what do you mean by brahmanical culture Krishna consciousness movement is trying to establish brahmanical culture Krishna called go brahmane go brahmane hitaye cha go brahmane hitaye cha brahmanical culture brahma janati ti brahmana that is the definition of brahmana brahma janati ti brahmana so he brahmana must be expert in you know, the vedas the knowledge of brahman and expert means brahman paramatma bhagwan bhagwan is called parabrahman so brahman means the whole category of brahman brahman parmatna and parabrahman bhagwan so of course even if one is brahma brahma janati um, he is also called brahmana but then vaishnava is he knows the brahma the spiritual existence or the supreme absolute truth in it to its highest degree kalyanatamam and he is a vaishnava so brahma the vaishnava is already a brahmana uh, because of that so that is brahmanical culture to ultimately come to the point of worshiping krishna and because the because a brahmana is supposed to worship krishna and that brahmana krishna is go brahmana hitaycha he is the well wisher of such brahmanas who actually engage in service of krishna not like you know by birth brahmana this he is never the well wisher of them you know i mean he is a well wisher of everyone even in the atheists but not directly he let them get punished that is also well wishing of krishna because if one is punished by maya that is also good for him the punishment is good for him so in that way indirectly he is well wisher but directly he is well wisher of his devotees bhaktavatsala 
नमो ब्राह्मण्य देवाय गो ब्राह्मण हिताय च बिकॉज इफ ब्राह्मण रियल ब्राह्मणस क्वालिफाइड ब्राह्मणस एंड गो कौ सो कौ प्रोटेक्शन एंड ब्राह्मणिकल कल्चर इफ इट इज प्रोटेक्टेड देन जगदिताय द होल यूनिवर्स वेलफेयर इज टेकन केयर ऑफ जस्ट बाय टेकिंग केयर ऑफ द वेलफेयर ऑफ द ब्राह्मणस एंड काउस सो इफ वी टेक केयर ऑफ दैम द होल वर्ल्ड नीड्स आर टेकन केयर ऑफ गो ब्राह्मण हिताय च जगदिताय कृष्णाय गोविंदाय नमो नम देर फोर ही एस्टाब्लिशेस वेन ही कम्स डाउन ही फर्स्ट वेंट इन टू द वाइश्य फैमिली ऑल दो ही वॉज बॉर्न इन द क्षत्रिय फैमिली ही वेंट इन टू द वाइश्य फैमिली एंड यू नो री इनफोर्स द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ काउ प्रोटेक्शन एंड देन ही वेंट टू दी डू क्षत्रिय एक्टिविटीज एंड देर ही सेव द ब्राह्मणिकल कल्चर ही एस्टाब्लिश ब्राह्मणिकल कल्चर ही वॉज वेरी He was giving charity every day of thirteen thousand and eighty-four cows from each of his palaces in Dwarka to Brahmanas. So in this way, he was, you know, doing complete. He was completely, uh, you know, follower of Brahmanical culture. So in that way, and of course, when he came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was the most strictest Brahmana. Hmm. So that is Brahmanical culture. So next question, Bhakta Virendra. Shri Prabhupada used words such as "back to home, back to Godhead, and love of Godhead." all these words indicate the highest bhagwan realization yes so um prabhupada translated bhagwan as the supreme personality of godhead he did not say just god because others will say ah oh, there is greek god there is chinese gods there is you know muslim god indian god chinese god you know what is that uh, i mean all kinds of gods and even in hindu also so called you know there are so many gods god is used very loosely so he used the word godhead head of all gods the you know the master of all gods that's like the clerk and the clerk head the head of all the clerks so like that so that is one thing and then he did not stop it there he did not say just god head oh so okay god head no he is a personality he is a person so everybody will say oh personality oh he is a person like me and me and everybody that is limited right mm, so maybe oh person okay no supreme personality supreme no, he is no more not like a uh, good person better person not best person also supreme person more than even uh, what is that um, superlative superlative means there is still some comparison with other no comparison supreme hmm. <clears throat> so that is the complete definition that's for the whole phrase used supreme personality of godhead next manajakshi mata ji are these three purushas so also called as mahatatva what is the difference between vishnu tatva and mahatatva ha oh, this is a big topic anyway in brief mahatatva is not vishnu tatva at all so tatva means the category or the the principle so the vishnu principle there is supreme personality of godhead whereas mahat is the material world so the in the mahat the material world is is in existence in two states one is vyakta and one is avyakta so sometimes the material world is manifest as we see it now with all its varieties and then when it's wound up it is the whole creation is wound up at the time of dissolution then it is it comes back to its ingrediential stage just like clay when it is you know when the potter you know does the pot now it assumes the name pot and it has a 
specific use it contains water you know like that then when the pot is broken then it is no more called a pot and when it is mixed with the mud it is called mud so it goes back into its ingrediential stage now that ingrediential stage is still having variety because there are eight varieties bhumirapo analo vayurkham manobuddhirevacha ahankaramiti yamme bhinna prakritirashtadha right so these are still their ingredients still there is some variety and this variety has come upon because of the agitation of the three modes so originally material energy was one substance one undivided substance that is mahatatva you can understand in this way for example a crude example okay in the wood wood has fire do you believe it wood has fire usually no right but in the wood there is a potential of fire it is in a latent stage it is not immediately manifest but if it is heated to sufficient temperature then it will actually you can see the fire actually will come out so when that wood is there the potency of fire is there but it is not visible in that manner at all so in that way as good example so it is in a potential state like you know the, you know in physics we have learned this potential energy and kinetic energy so potential energy means it there is a you know it, it means it has the energy which can be manifested in some other way you know in kinetic energy when it actually you know when you, when you like when the, when this bottle is there this has potential energy and when it's released then that speed that is so that potential energy has been transferred to kinetic energy so that is the potential that means there is a potential of something which is not immediately manifest not immediately visible but with but, but with some agitation like in this case i move my fingers and it will drop and it shows that it has energy although it is still here it is still uh, like the bottle if it is carried like this, it is still here it doesn't seem to have any energy but when you release oh there is some energy actually it it got converted to kinetic energy so that energy which you can't immediately see but when it is in the kinetic energy you can see it is moving okay some energy is being spent there but from where did that energy come from uh, that is from the potential energy and that potential energy also just now the bottle had potential energy because i used my energy to lift it up and that energy is stored as potential energy in the bottle and when it is released it transfers into kinetic energy so the potent the supreme lord his potential energy i mean in the material world in his avyakta state parastasmatu bhavanyo vyakta vyaktat sanatanah so you know that verse bhagavad gita chapter 8 actually you can read about this mahatatva more in detail but i don't want to go through the whole thing now because it's um, very you know uh, deep so you can actually read there in chaitanya charitamrita if i'm not wrong i'll maybe search it out but you see this 8.20 of bhagavad gita parastasmatu bhavanyo vyakto vyaktat sanatanah 
so he is saying yet there is another unmanifest nature which is it which is eternal and is transcendent transcendental to this manifested and unmanifested matter and shankaracharya also said narayana parah avyaktat he is beyond even the avyakta principle of material nature avyakta principle is the potential energy where none of the ingredients are even manifest then it becomes prakriti and then it by the in the in the modes of i mean with the three modes of agitation i mean agitation by the three modes then there is so much variety of ingredients and with those ingredients then everything is made up of so you can read this in the bhagavatam and also if you let's let's do a search mahat tatva the total material energy known as mahat tatva okay let's see there is some information in the adilila 1.53 but let's go here wow there's so much information in the chaitanya charitamrita actually there is some lot of information in the chaitanya charitamrita 131 is also the aggregate of material ingredients the aggregate material ingredients that is called the mahat tatva 1.3.1 okay let's see mahadadibi but those who cannot catch the constitutional truth are again merged into the mahat tatva at the time of annihilation of the material creation when the creation is again set up this mahat tatva is again let loose this mahat tatva contains all the ingredients of the material manifestations including the conditioned souls you see those conditioned souls who are you know just like haven't finished their haven't gone back to godhead but the universe already got destroyed those universes are just you know those souls are just kept in suspended mode in that mahatatva this mahatatva contains all ingredients of the material manifestations including the conditioned souls primarily this mahatatva is divided into 16 parts namely the five gross material elements and the 11 working instruments or senses it is like the cloud in the clear sky hmm in the spiritual sky the the effulgence of brahman is spread all around and the whole system is dazzling in spiritual light the mahatatva is assembled in some corner of the vast unlimited material spiritual sky and the part which is thus covered by the mahatatva is called the material sky this part of the spiritual sky called the mahatatva is only an insignificant portion of the whole spiritual sky and when this mahatatva and in within this mahatatva there are innumerable universes all these universes are collectively produced by the karana dukashaya vishnu called also the mahavishnu who simply throws his glance to impregnate the material sky so his mahatatva becomes agitated by the um touch of the lord at the time of creation and then so many varieties come into being so that is mahatatva so if you still do not understand then you know you can read on more and more <laughs> for this re- requires more reading anyway hmm, eventually we will understand next um whereas vishnu tatva vishnu tatva means all the personalities who are on the vishnu category all the avatars like in the spiritual world and in the material world all the expansions of the lord like krishna brahma um you know sankarshan pradyumna anirudha vasudev and you know narsimha vamana matsya kurma all the avatars that we see they are all vishnu tatva vishnu tatva they are in the category of vishnu that means they are vishnu but different different forms that is vishnu tatva and jeeva tatva we are jeeva tatva and there is there is shakti tatva which is the energies of the lord different energies of the lord and then there is shiva tatva which is the principle of lord shiva what is his category of existence 
and then there is the um, guru tattva what is the guru what is his existence so in this way of course guru tattva guru the real guru is supreme personality of godhead and jiva tattva he can be a guru but then guru tattva means the philosophy of guru the the, the principle of guru and what is his qualification what is the, you know everything so in this way we have to understand the whole philosophy broadly and in detail also um next prabhu uh, bhakti virendra so question viraja is the border between material and spiritual universe is it true that both person form worshipers devotees and impersonal god worshipers sit and wait on this viraja to get them permission in the spiritual world no devotees don't wait all they don't wait nachirat partha you know i am the swift deliverer mm, of the, from the you know cycle of birth and death ocean of birth and death krishna says but for the impersonalist kleshodikatrastesham 12.5 of bhagavad gita just go there 12.5 kleshodikatrastesham avyakta sakta chetasam avyakta hi gatir dukham dehavad biravapyate for those whose minds are attached to the unmanifested impersonal feature of the supreme advancement is very troublesome to make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied but the next verse yetu sarvani karmani mai sanyasya matparaha ananyenaiva yogena maam dhyayanta upasate tesham aham samuddharta mrityu samsara sagarat bhavamena chirat partha mayyaveshita chetasam nachirat partha but those who worship me in the previously it was impersonalist but now but those who worship me giving up all their activities unto me and being devoted to me without deviation engaged in devotional service and always meditating upon me having fixed their minds upon me o son of pritha for them i am the swift deliverer from the ocean of material birth they they don't have to wait anywhere the lord comes and picks them up next question by vijay sharma prabhu what is the difference between mahatatva and pradhana so pradhana um, this is even more subtle <laughs> i think pradhana uh, and mahatatva well i have to myself look up on the, the the definitions of pradhana and mahatatva i kind of get confused as well pradhana is even more even more subtle something like that anyway there is also there in the chaitanya charitamrita it is in detail is described very very philosophical very deep um let's see this just pradhana and mahat tatva let's see if we can get anything close to the definition there is something here the supreme personality of god has said the unmanifested eternal combination of the three modes is the cause of the manifest state and is called pradhana it is called prakriti when in the manifested stage of existence the aggregate elements namely the five gross elements the five subtle elements the four internal senses the five senses of for gathering knowledge and the five outward organs of action are known as the pradhana well thus after manifesting variegatedness the effulgent mahatatva which contains all the universes within itself which is the root of all cosmic manifestations and which is not destroyed at the time of annihilation swallows the darkness that covered the effulgence at the time of dissolution <clears throat> so
So Parashuram Prabhu is saying Pradhan is the inactive form. So, you know, this is actually Pradhan. You know, it's described here. You know, this, there is a very little difference, but then it's still a difference sometimes. After manifesting variatedness, the effulgent Mahatattva, which contains all the universes within itself, which is the root of all cosmic manifestation and which is not destroyed at the time of annihilation, swallows the darkness that covered the effulgence at the time of dissolution. Yeah, because actually there is a there is a huge effulgence in the time of devastation because there is a fire first and there is rain, there is a lot of... Um, <clears throat> so it swallows all that, swallows the darkness that covered the effulgence hmm, at the time of dissolution. Wow, this is... Really, Bhagavad Gita 13.6 and 7, in the unmanifested modes of material nature are called Pradhana. Yeah, so it's in the unmanifested stage and Mahatattva is also kind of unmanifested, but it has, yeah, with effect of Kala or time, it becomes active and become Mahatattva. When, really? Well, somewhere around there, Pradhana, Mahatattva and then Prakriti and then everything that comes out. Well, we can read more and get the exact kind of definitions. It's, it's quite abstract. So, we need to really, really delve into the uh, explanation. Then we can really kind of understand. Maybe we won't even understand properly. I don't know. I'm not expert in this. So, I've read this many times. Pradhana, Prakriti and Mahatattva. It's like, especially Pradhana and Mahatattva. Prakriti is okay, understandable. But Pradhana and Mahatattva is like almost the same but somehow not the same. It's, it's all very difficult to understand. Alright, um, next uh, question by Bhakta Virendra. Is inattentive chanting beneficial and how to avoid it? How can our chanting be attentive, which is real chanting? Mm. We just have to try on and on. Well, if I can show you one verse. If I can show you one verse, it is this. 6.26 of... Shri uh, Bhagavad Gita Yato yato nishchalati manas chanchalamas thiram yatatastato niyamyaitad atmanyeva vashamnayet From wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. Each time the mind just goes somewhere, then we just have to come back and come back to the listening of, of the mantra. And by just practicing over and over and over and over, we'll get better and better by the mercy of the Lord, by mercy of the spiritual master. That's the only way. I mean, there's no other way. And of course, we have to re- read and hear also because that will reinforce our faith in the holy name and, you know, that gives more impetus for us to chant attentively and, you know, have the respect for the holy name like that. <clears throat> uh, Krishna Smaranam Prabhu from USA. Oh, glad that he's here. Can a grahastha become free from the tamas mode? Yeah, why not? Grihe thako, vane thako, sada hari So, uh, no one is barred, but it's of course very difficult in the Grihastha Ashram because there's so many, so many distractions that are there. But it is possible, it is not impossible anywhere. Hmm. <clears throat> so, it's not impossible. Yeah, in Grihastha, I mean, there are examples. But, again... We should not say, oh wow, yes, Bhaktivinoda Thakur was Grahastha and he was a pure devotee. Sometimes Grahastha, they want to 
quote him, he is Grihastha, no? why, why you are saying you should become you know, Brahmacharya, Sanyas, all this. Grihastha, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, yeah, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, no, what is his level? He saw his wife only 15 minutes every day, that's it. That is Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Grihastha life. So, you know, <laughs> so we, uh, we have to try, I mean, Prabhupada has already given us the, uh, of course, I, I don't want to be discouraging to anybody. And it's not that I have, you know, because I'm Brahmacharya, I'm very near to Krishna, nowhere close. The thing is, <clears throat> anybody who takes Krishna consciousness seriously, whether he be Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, Sanyas, if he can come to this point, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught us this. Naham vipro na chanarapatir napi vaisho na sudro Naham varni na chagrihapatir novanastho yatirva Kintu prodyan nikhila paramananda purnam ritabdhe Gopi bhartu padakamalayor dasa dasa nudasa so as long as we consider ourselves a servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, that means we actually have to become servant of devotees. We have to have that humble attitude. Then we will transcend this 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 Varnashram situation. But if we, but the problem with Grihastha life is that we always get into so many problems and distractions and get away from that dasa dasa and dasa thinking. Because as, you know, envious householders, Griham Edhinam especially, Grihastha means when spiritual culture is very strongly practiced. And that means they should associate with the renounced order of life. They should associate with renounced devotees. Then one can be strong in Grihastha life. It's not, it is possible in any ashram. But the thing is, the Grihastha ashram must especially associate very closely with the renounced order of life, renounced order of devotees. Because then they will always be, you know, inspired towards renunciation. Otherwise, if it is just like, you know, like you know, everybody just do in their own homes and then there is some kind of, a, you know, politics, you know, oh, they, they said like that, these you know, envious householders, you know, Prabhupada always, when he mentioned householders, it is envious householders. And as much as devotees don't want to get into that envious mode, but because we are not perfect devotees, we have seen so much this thing while preaching. That even among devotees, because they are not advanced enough, there is this envious nature sometimes among devotees, especially in the Grihastashram. So, and it is quite detrimental. And unless we we are all practicing our sadhana properly, waking up in the morning, Mangala Arati, chanting our rounds, reading Prabhupada books, engaging in service, and you know, having this dasa 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 you know, mentality, that I am the servant of the servant of the servant of others, but I am not the, you know, like overall big time. It's true for all ashrams, even for the sannyasi, but this is especially very distracted from this. Uh, I mean, the Grihastha ashram is especially distracting from this principle. And this envious, envious means, you know, I'd consider myself better than the others, you know, that kind of. So that is very detrimental. So for because of that, they have to always associate with renounced devotees. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I am not a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmachari, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, Sanyas. I identify myself only as a servant of the servant of the servant of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, the maintainer of the gopis. He is like an ocean of nectar and he is the cause of the universal transcendental bliss. He is always existing with brilliance. So, we have to come to the point of dasa dasa and dasa. 
then yes whether brahmacharya or sanyas or grahastha vanaprastha anybody can make progress next bhaktavirendra in the same family only some are krishna conscious devotees while some family members do not follow krishna consciousness why this happens i like your questions prabhu <laughs> as if i am the one writing the laws of karma and krishna you know gave me the <laughs> you know um, the power to write all the laws of karma <laughs> no i mean if that has happened krishna will just you know put them together you know if he has put then you know just navigate out of it you know navigate yourself out of it and if you can make them devotees all right fine if you can't then get out of it either way it is always good it is auspicious if we become strong devotees it doesn't really matter when our whether our devotee whether our family members are devotees or non devotees it doesn't matter prabhupad's family members were not devotees that actually you know got him to you know take sanyas and he went into the america and preached and we are sitting here so an unfavorable family member is not really a, a a curse although it looks like a curse when one is in the family but it's not it's it's a it's a good thing it's a good reason to get out of that and become more renounced and become more fixed up it's good but of course one must be stable enough it's not that okay I, I, this my wife is like big problem and then i go out of that and then marry another one that is not that means one should not just leave the family because he doesn't like the wife or no he has to become also strong enough to completely get out of the whole, the whole thing and associate with renounced devotees and develop that spirit of renunciation and get out of the whole thing so that is good if that happens and if the family members are all devotees that's also good you know everybody can engage in devotional service but still they have to associate with renounced devotees and those who are you know so to also get always reminded of that renunciation principle because vairagya vidya nija bhakti yoga so that vairagya principle should always be there we should never think oh wow my family are all devotees i will never leave them i will live happily ever after that's not going to work because we're going to we are going to leave them anyway and one must cultivate renunciation even if the wife just like devahuti and kardamamani devahuti was such an obliging wife nothing wrong with her right but kardamamani took sanyas so so even even if in the i mean fully cooperative wife still you know one has to think of renunciation it's not that immediately one leaves their wife and we're not saying that we're not we're not at all saying that to be responsible but at the same time one has to prepare himself and also women also must be preparing and children everybody should be in the direction so it doesn't really matter i mean how krishna why he puts like that i mean their karma what their karma they did who knows you must ask krishna or yamaraj or chitragupta you know they will ask them then um, next question by bhakta venkatesh can we quote something from 11th canto purport good question that's why i quoted bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur's explanation there so that is not some unauthorized per- person's explanation that was bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur in the 1155 purport that i have quoted so whenever there is acharya's commentary that is there that we can quote why not but if they are writing their own thing that we can stay away from because you don't know what their realizations are and they offended prabhupada so that's a different thing but then the translations you can see we have quoted so many verses from 11th canto from this and that but they all are in coinciding with prabhupada's philosophy right hmm. so that is not wrong and bhaksidan saraswati thakur is saying you don't want to listen to that i mean there is a point there to learn 
that the, those are not gu- gurus, they are laghus. So that Bhakti's answer is what Thakur is saying. So, <clears throat> then next, that's why, you know, you know, I, I heard the, the worst, the worst explanation of um, the so-called um, strict followers of original books. We are 100% for original books of Prabhupada, right? But these people, they have said, you know, recently one, one, one devotee told me that there were some devotees who told that devotee that there was a report, you know, every year there is a Sankirtan report of how many books and every day there is a report in Vrindavan temple and, you know, they have like, I think, an annual report also. So, you know, the, how many thousands of books and all were sold and all the numbers were, you know, uh, tabulated. And then this person saw that and they said, wow, so many thousands of changed Bhagavad Gita's were distributed. I don't think Yamaraj has any place in the hell anymore. You know, I don't think he has enough buses to take those souls who have bought those books and who sold those books to, to put them in hell. He doesn't have enough place. That is absolute rubbish, absolute absurdity. Because, yes, to change the book, that, you know, to change the word of the spiritual master, yes, that is um, an offensive mentality. But, but, <clears throat> and we are not condoning any changes. It's not that we are supporting those changes. No. At the same time, 99, more than 99% of the book is still Prabhupada's words. You mean just by those, you know, some, some small change here and a small change there. Yes, if they completely change the philosophy, that's worst. I mean, that's no more Prabhupada's books. Now, even though they change this, we are not supporting them. But how much did that change what Prabhupada is saying in those books? 99 point, more than 99 percent are still the original words of Prabhupada. You think Prabhupada is so important that by just by those changes a little bit here and there, the entire, you know, material of Prabhupada is now rendered useless and his books are taking people to hell. Is that a, is that a right way to even talk about Prabhupada's books? Hmm? Prabhupada is so, you know, important that, you know, his words don't work. Huh? And within those changes also, how many have actually changed the meaning of the word, of the, of the verse or whatever Prabhupada was intended? If the, if the meaning is not much changed, again, the, the damage is not as much. We have at least access to original English books. What about those who don't have in all other languages, in all other ethnicities, whether it be Hungarian or, or, or Russian or, or you know, Spanish or say... Um, Chinese or so many Indian languages, Tamil, Telugu and all these, all these are translations of the changed books. Now, what about them? They are all going to hell. Is that so? I read changed books for, for your information. I read changed books. I read the changed Bhagavad Gita three times before I came to the temple here. But with the right association, you can be molded in the proper way. You know, then the devotees told me, okay, this is a mistake, this is a mistake. You know, you know, they, they changed in this way. They, you know, they, they changed that into this. They, okay, then I knew what is okay, what they did. But not that. I have seen holders of original books and they are, you know, supporting the gurus. They are with Iskon supporting the gurus. What about them? They are reading original books, right? What happened to them? And nowadays... There is, I think, about five to seven years ago, there was released another pocket version of the original Bhagavad Gita. Original Bhagavad Gita, which does not have the Sanskrit word, 
the in sanskrit devanagari script and it does not have the word to word meaning just has the you know like like this this english kind of words uh, this is an app okay fine but in that book they call it the original 1972 but there's no word to word that is not original that is completely changed in the name of original that is going on hmm. so what about that and they say oh people are going to hell that means they have absolutely no faith in the potency of prabhupad that even in the changed books you know you know prabhupad's words 99.9% you know, of him those words are his words only still so those are all important now is it you know you know these uh, these people these people they never run temples they don't distribute books they don't run temples they just sit down with, on their social media keyboard warriors we call them keyboard warriors they just type some comment always and when they meet somebody they will talk nonsense like this these people absolutely have no faith in prabhupada's books yeah. so we have to we have to be a little bit you know a little bit intelligent you know to understand that what prabhupada is saying if it is supported uh, bhaksadan saraswati thakur is quoting here and he is saying laghu how is that wrong how is that wrong if it is bhaksadan saraswati thakur is saying and these people are saying oh those who are you know distributing those chain bhagavatas are going to hell and those who are taking it are going to hell and yamaraj has no place for it what kind of comment is that these people are going to hell who are going to who are talking like this about prabhupada's books prabhupada's words yes we should understand yes there have been you know changes that is not correct yes we have to understand all that but they are not potent enough to change prabhupada's books the main thing the main thing is the right association if you are in the association of the devotees who understand okay well, this is what prabhupada and you know in the original book also there are some mistakes and prabhupada wanted those mistakes to be changed that is also there and one more thing in bhagavad gita in the changed one they have added the index of uh, verses quoted in the purports of the bhagavad gita which is very useful for a preacher which is not there in the original one so that addition is good all right and one more thing i've seen in the 1866 prabhupad mentioned the the six aspects of surrender he actually translated that verse they added the sanskrit there just before the translation so that is the verse there so that is also good it prabhupad also used that in other places that same sanskrit they just added that verse there and in the introduction prabhupad translated the um, gita mahatmya which is by adi shankaracharya seven verses of gita mahatmya he translated in the original book is just the translation and in the changed one they added the actual verses in the sanskrit that is also good is not is not against prabhupad you know he just added the sanskrit there put there that's all and because of that i could learn that those gita mahatmya verses i could you know memorize and many devotees can memorize so that's good and it is not that we have to do all everywhere you know and they change unnecessarily some you know some words no need for that why do you you know as if prabhupada's words were not clear that is unnecessary totally unnecessary and we are against that so the abridged version of the bhagavad gita had many things which prabhupada wanted to write include all the verses in nothing was there just you know like a like a, like krishna book like that you know the abridged version is like you know prabhupada did not like that because he wanted that every word and every word to word meaning transliteration you know how much work is that and these people have taken out all the word to word transliterations i mean translations and then they say that is original book and they say this is uh, this is not original because you know some words here and there changed some you know some shlokas were added and it, it, 
an index of words is quoted that is added and that is a problem for them and whereas taking out all the word to word is not a problem for them i mean their whole way view is distorted because they themselves never never read the books if the person really reads propas books he will really appreciate the word to word meanings that is the most underrated contribution of shri prabhupad we can learn verses because of those word to word i have stressed this so many times in the shloka course also but this you know they don't read that's why they don't understand the value of what is there by word to word only anyway translation is there purpose so these people actually never read prabhupad's books but they say original 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 and they do know and then okay they read prabhupad's books and what they, what are they doing are they doing anything are they preaching are they running any temple no that also no they don't make devotees they don't have to distribute books in other languages where you have to change uh, distribute the changed versions they don't have all these thing problems because they don't have they don't take any responsibility of preaching and they just comment on those who try to preach we had so many people attacking us for this thing and this is our stand this is our stand <clears throat> all right so next uh question by bhakta vishnu teja prabhu why are there mango trees in the spiritual world there's no sense gratification what why are there mango trees in the spiritual world there's no sense gratification i didn't understand that question at all i didn't understand next question by krishna smaranam prabhu from usa um can one say that iskon gurus and the disciples are the same as the cheaters and the cheated and can they go back to godhead if you offend a vaishnava what happened to jay and vijay from the abode of godhead they fell down because they offended vaishnavas pure devotees four kumaras who are the acharyas of the one one of the four sampradayas so when they offend vaishnava like that even from vaikuntha they fell down by offending prabhupada how can they go to vaikuntha you can see as i shown in the in the in the verse the proof sarvabhamatacharya asked gopinathacharya where is the proof of you know that you have a, you have the mercy of the lord but you know i don't and because the knowledge of the supreme personality of godhead is the proof of the mercy of the lord now the knowledge of especially the guru tattva is just like falling apart i mean it fell apart is just like completely horrible horrendous it's it's laughable completely laughable is a joke complete joke we have seen that in the in the in the ritvik series uh, their constitution iskon constitution law book it is a joke book so that is because of you know their knowledge is going down and they are speaking mayavad now you know all kinds of things they are doing now and you see all the kirtaniyas all these people what kind of a nonsense i mean they are chanting hari krishna and you know playing all the mrutanga very nicely you ask them to explain something about kirtan you, they better not open their mouth because the rubbish that they are talking absolutely you know and they are doing yoga and all these materialistic things are coming coming completely into this you know that means the mercy is going away hmm. so therefore we have to understand um that yeah they are being cheated you know it's a strange thing before the person gets initiated you can the person has some chance to be saved once the person gets initiated that is sentimentally attached to the guru he doesn't want to change anymore <clears throat> next um question by tapasya prabhu jeev goswami states in his bhakti sandarbha yatha pashand margena datatrayarshabha 
దేవోపాసకానాం పాషండీనాం వర్షిపుస్ ఆఫ్ ఇంపర్సనలిస్ట్ లైక్ దత్తాత్రేయ ఆర్ ఆల్సో పాషండీస్ హరికృష్ణబు వే దేర్ ఇస్ మెన్షన్ ఆఫ్ దత్తాత్రేయ వాట్ ఇస్ ద మీనింగ్ ఆఫ్ దత్తాత్రేయ దత్తాత్రేయ ఇస్ వన్ ఆఫ్ ద ఇన్కార్నేషన్ ఆఫ్ ద లార్డ్ హూ హ్యాడ్ యూనో హిస్ ద కాంబినేషన్ ఆఫ్ బ్రహ్మ విష్ణు అండ్ శివ yes actually he preached impersonalism and therefore actually one of the purpose prabhupad also mentions i think in that purport prabhupad mentions that the tatra's philosophy is impersonalism so therefore just like we don't worship lord buddha because his philosophy is against the vedic philosophy so similarly the tatra is also not to be worshiped because of this reason because he preached impersonalism for whatever reason i don't know what is the exact specific um, uh, circumstances were but he preached impersonalism that's why that's called atheism <clears throat> next question by bhakta virendra after the completion meditation did lord brahma hear omkar from krishna's flute and lord brahma used the gayatri mantra in, in his creation which was revealed to him from spiritual world in the brahma samhita there is mention uh in the bhagavatam i don't know if he hears this every time in the in the day when he wakes up or was that once when he heard that and then actually he he fell down you know he had this this attraction for his daughter but probably said after he heard that bhagavatam from the lord the chaturshloki bhagavatam he never fell down so that means the days following that also he did not fall down so does he hear bhagavatam every time or i mean every time he speaks to the lord and each time whatever the lord says is bhagavat right so in that way he is always hearing from the lord but that flute you know the sound omkara that is all before he even saw the lord for the first time you know he couldn't even see the lord and he was empty in the creation that was when that he was initiated but then after that he saw the lord you know so manjukesi mataji from philippines hari krishna prabhu in grahastha life what if one what if only one person is strong in krishna consciousness how to pull the other person when he himself cannot lift his own spiritual life what is the best thing to do in this kind of situation should give up should he give up because you are also taking his karma thank you well no it's not immediately give up i mean you can you can if if we are not strong enough then let us become strong first so that is the first thing work on ourselves first and you know become a devotee sometimes it is impossible to change them it is it does not depend on the on us is whether krishna wants to choose and make them devotees or not we can only try uh, if they don't become devotees then it's a different thing so try our best and if they don't then if you know he's especially against or something then you know one has to stay with devotees or whatever one has to do you know if one can be still in the house and still maintain that's fine and especially in india the wife will not generally leave the husband but in other countries it's a little bit different you know they leave each other easily sometimes they get they stay separated and then like that so whichever is you know but don't lose association of devotees that's the main thing whatever it is our association with devotees should not be lost so that's what we have to work towards and pray to krishna to give us that strength to be with devotees and in that state we will improve so vishnu ji is saying no prabhu i thought since there is no sense gratification can you still eat from the trees in the spiritual world they don't eat for sense gratification they eat with krishna they they're having a fun time you know as you can see that picture where krishna is sitting in the center and then 
so many boys around him and all of them cowed boys they're eating so it's all of all out of pressure it's out of pleasure it's not out of compulsion here we have to eat out of compulsion if we don't eat we'll starve we'll die there they eat whatever we see here janmadya sayataha the the supreme absolute truth is the origin of everything so in the spiritual world also the same activities are to be found but they are not out of necessity that they are performed they are out of pleasure that's why it's ananda chinmaya here it is not ananda we are <laughs> if i don't eat you know i'll die so there they eat but not because of compulsion not by force it is just out of it is a pastime there it's a leela here it is karma you know we are forced so everything here that is done it is done also there but it's not with limitations like here and they, they are not just mango trees there they are, all the trees are kalpavriksha you can get mango if you ask the tree no i want i don't want mango i want i want apple i will give apple no no i want you know coconut no coconut fine whatever you want so whichever thing you want to serve krishna with that will come out so the same tree can have many many fruits here one tree will have one fruit only there same tree will have many fruits everything is possible there and it can fly it can offer flowers also anything you want anything so we'll stop here shri shopanishad ki jai shri prabhupad ki jai anand kodi vaishnavrind ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna